Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this holy shit, the Denver Nuggets have won a world title Tuesday, June 13, 2023. This program starts now. Sports are happening. Congratulations Woo. to the Denver Nuggets Hell being yeah, a franchise that has won a world title for the first time just last night. And obviously, Jamal Murray's having the time of his life. Uh-huh. Who would have thought he would have been able to get back to this stage of basketball after getting injured and being doubted? He has become an absolute dog, dog for the Denver Nuggets, especially in his playoff run. Then you think about Aaron Gordon. That guy was kind of tossed to the side. How you doing? You know what he's doing? He's outside shirtless in his uniform celebrating with the Denver Nuggets. Then you think about Bruce Brown. That guy had a baby with Lauren Rhodes. Yeah, that's right. That's what he had a baby with Lauren Rhodes. You know what else he did? Massive dunk last night. Two huge free throws late in the fourth quarter. Turned his entire life around in basketball legacy around. Coach Malone. Obviously, in a basketball family, he gets a title. Go ahead and hang that on the mantle. Huge. The Denver Nuggets fans get to enjoy it all. Everybody's having a blast. There was people in the streets at all hours of the night last night. Now, something terrible and devastating did happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hours and hours and hours later, another piece of Denver. Uh, That's a shame. T's and P's to everybody that were obviously victims to the shooting that took place during the celebration. That is a damn shame and a damper about what's taking place. Because if you saw, the entire city of Denver seemed to be celebrating and enjoying the hell of the Nuggets bringing the Larry O'Brien Trophy to Denver for the first time in the history of the existence of the Nuggets program. And he's thinking all the way back. Nuggets been around a long time. Long yeah. Long You've time. seen a lot of people in those very sweet jerseys representing oh, yeah. Mile High City. This is the first time they've been champions. These fans have been waiting to light off fireworks in the middle of a four-way intersection and have a blast and climb telephone poles and everything like that. The place was a zoo. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Nobody told Joker. No, no, that's nope, right. Nope. nope. Joker had no idea he fucking won a title. No mm-hmm. clue. You know, and they say people grieve differently. You know, you watch Dateline and all these different things, and they say, well, the way this person was acting after this person passed away, there's no way that is. Like, well, you don't know how people handle grief and everything like that. Some things are obvious. Some... Also, I guess you don't know how people are going to handle the highest of highs. True. Right? Yeah. Joker didn't even fucking know. Joker was told that the parade was on Thursday. Okay, you need to stick around a couple of days. <laughs> All right? Please. We got a whole celebration. Next couple of days is going to be good. And his answer was actually this when he found out that a celebration parade to celebrate him, pretty yeah. much. Oh, yeah. Like, to celebrate him, a city would like to say thank you for doing something that's never happened here before. This is what he said. When is parade? When is parade? Thursday. No. <laughs> I need to go home. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go home Friday. There was, uh, no, yeah, no. yeah, I'm learning that now. I mean, me and Horse FaceTime yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Crush. Say, I win this for you. I see you Wednesday. <laughs> now, are you telling Horse? Yeah. <laughs> Do I? Yeah, there's videos of him in the locker room, okay? <laughs> Champagne. Everybody's wearing snowboard goggles these days, mm-hmm. just in preparation of getting burnt from beer, wine, champagne, wine, whiskey. Wine. And maybe who knows what else is happening in those locker rooms whenever you're celebrating something you've worked your entire life for. But the champagne bottle spray, pretty standard operating procedure for celebration when look at the Joker, give it a go. Well, fuck. What? I, I did it. Okay? All right. This <laughs> fucking sucks. This is fun. Okay. These glasses too small for head. Okay. Yeah. They over ears. Get me out of here. 
this dude. <laughs> Unreal. The only show of actual him. joy that we got from old Joker was when he tackled Jamal Murray into the pool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I don't know who got this on camera. There was a camera in there, so this was probably pretty difficult for Joker to want to do. But, hey, boom. Mm. You remember all those hours we spent in here rehabbing, getting better, working. Let's go ahead and celebrate as two teammates who have become a one of the best pairings in the NBA, oh, obviously yeah, yeah. the championship pairing in the NBA. A lot of help from all the other pieces, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Old Cuz out of Kansas. Uh, Brad, Christian, Brown. Brown. Christian Brown. He won three high school titles, yeah. obviously a natty yep. at Kansas, and now he's an NBA champion in his rookie year. Oh. He was taking the ball to the rack, too. He was doing a lot of things. I enjoyed watching this Nuggets team, and I hope there's a chance. And maybe this is just how Joker is happy. Maybe this is mm-hmm. just his happiness. Mm-hmm. But, Joker, you got to take this in. This is what you do all the fucking miserable shit for. Now, I don't think Joker sees any of it as miserable. Remember, he does ride four feet away from a horse's ass around town. So I don't think he thinks anything is miserable involving a sport or a game. He's like comparing to people what else they're doing or could be doing. This is easy. This is game. This is nothing. But I hope he does settle in with his brothers who are enjoying the hell out of it and take it all in that he has become one of the greatest basketball players of all time. All his hard work is uh, worth it. And I think we all appreciate how humble he is mm-hmm. and all that but at some point joker you need to drink it down yeah. big time you need to take it in because why else are you lifting all them weights mm-hmm. why else are you lumbering uh-huh. up and down basketball courts 82 nights a year in different cities at six foot 11 260 pounds lumbering up you need to enjoy the moment whenever you get to the mountaintop and i assume this is just how he does it but optically it was hilarious i was proud of them happy for him and congrats to the nuts let's go nuggets the Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. And joining us, obviously a man who's very pumped about this because the pronouns he was using for the Denver Nuggets were we in our yep. after his Los Angeles Lakers got swept by this Denver Nuggets team, which we will look back on at some point in the offseason about what they were able to accomplish this entire playoff run yeah. and who they did it to and how they went about doing their business. Adam Pac-Man Jones is here. Yeah, Pac. Pac obviously pumped up about it. In your eyes, there's a chance both South Florida teams that were having a chance to do something never happened before. If South Florida was able to win both the NBA and the NHL finals here, that would have been the first time a city has ever accomplished it. You said immediately upon hearing that, because you are a bit of a hater, mm-hmm. you said immediately, they're not going to win a single game. <laughs> they each won one game thus far. Yeah. That is all the Heat were able to get out of the Nuggets series. Tonight, the Vegas Golden Knights can end the Florida Panthers 4-1 as well. You see that on the horizon with your fucking sweater on. It looked good, Bob. Oh, yes, I do. I think <laughs> they won one game. I was wrong about one game. You know, every now and then, the sun shines on the dog ass. That's right. But That's the right. Vegas True. night is going to take us home tonight. We're back home, you know. It's going to be a good night. I saw this dog doing a handstand on the internet. Really? The sun shines on said dog's ass. A lot. A lot. Sure. Mm-hmm. But that's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Just like what he's saying is the couple wins that they got in both series. Joining us now is a guy that has been uh, on television, I think, for, I don't know, like, 48 straight hours multiple times over the last few weeks covering the NBA Finals and the NBA playoffs while also being the host of First Take and the Stephen A. Smith Show, which is taking over YouTube. Mm -hmm. Incredibly proud, pumped to have this man on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, Stephen A. What's up, fellas? How are you, man? What's up? You got my man Pac-Man Jones up in there, man. What's up? What's up, big boy? How you doing, man? You two know each other? You two know each other? Yes, we do. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you've been covering sports a long time. I assume you and Pac-Man may have crossed paths. How long you been in the business, Stephen A.? I've been in the business since 1993. 
Hell yeah. You've been doing it, too. You know, and I've, I, 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 I've interviewed Pac-Man on a, on a few occasions. How'd they go? Because he know, just released a uh, local news uh, video from earlier mm-hmm. that he did where he was calling Terrell Pryor garbage, mm-hmm. trash. And then he actually, <laughs> he actually grabbed a garbage can and said, Terrell, on the local news. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how are the interviews with Pac? Wow. Pretty good? No, no, he's straight up. I mean, to me, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you're real and not shy about saying what you feel, I'm good with you. And that was always him. So he and I have always been cool. Oh, yeah, Pac, man. We go, Pac. All right, let's go. Let's dive into some basketball because we know you've worked. Re- Are you dead, huh? You tired? You got to be. Dude, you got to be I'm dead. Tired as, I'm tired as hell, Pat. <laughs> I'm only here because of you, my brother. I'm, <laughs> I'm on right. a flight back to New York. All right, well, let's get it done. Let's get it knocked out. We appreciate you taking sure. time here to chit-chat. No doubt. And we obviously just cracked some jokes and uh, watched Joker celebrate that thing in a way that only Joker could celebrate it. Maybe the most yeah. humble athlete superstar in the history of any sport. Literally didn't want to do the parade. Like, ah, Gosh. Gotta go home. Mm. I got uh, horses. Who, who tells horse I'm not coming home? <laughs> when I, but whenever you start thinking about everything he accomplished, his playoff run, we're in a conversation to talk about one of the greatest basketball players to ever live. He doesn't know that, though. Do you question. think that's what it is? I don't think he cares. I think he cares about the results, get the job done, and then go on about his merry way. I think that's exactly how he lives his life. I mean, you know, when you especially, and and it's one of the things that's not talked about enough, especially when you're somebody that's not from the United States of America. In his case, you're from Serbia. When you experience a lot of the things that a lot of folks from foreign countries experience, what happens is, is that even though competition is paramount and you place you place a significant load on achieving success and what have you in the same breath you know what life and death is is truly all about perspective. it's literal to you yeah and and, and and he has that kind of perspective Giannis has that kind of perspective a lot of these guys Luka Doncic and others have that kind of perspective so because of that you know they'll show up and they'll perform they don't fear anybody they do their job but in the same breath they understand that it's just a game and at the end of the day come hella high water I'm gonna go home and live my life and that's what Jokic did he kept steps on the court he busts your ass and then after he does that he goes home and goes on his merry way the champagne bottle yeah it's so good just so awesome. Just what is this? You know what else? <laughs> it's a you know movie. what else, Pat? Somebody, I, I brought this up on first take today, and I'll bring it up to you right now. You know, when I, when I think about Jokic and you saw his brother celebrating with him, everybody forgets something that happened a couple of years ago. I remember last year or the year before, you know, Markeith Morris, mm-hmm. when Jokic was dribbling up the court, he sort of lowballed him a, a little bit and hit him, hit him in the ribs. But then he turned his back and walked away like it was no big deal. And Jokic clobbered him in the back, put him down. And when he put him down, he stayed down for a while. He was pretty hurt. He was never the same the rest of that season. And if you saw in the aftermath of all of that, the Miami Heat wanted to get at Jokic really, really bad. Jimmy Butler and all of those brothers. Jokic's brothers, his two brothers, took out a Twitter account. They've never used it before or since. They took it out that one day when Marcus Morris, Marquis's brother, was talking about, oh, so we're going to hit people in the back now. All right, I see how this goes. And the brothers opened a Twitter account to say, excuse me, your brother started it. Our brother finished it. We strongly suggest that you let this go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was like all of a sudden you start hearing about the Serbian mafia and all of this other stuff and the kind of connections that these guys have. And you realize they are no joke. 
They know they are no joke. And they sent the message. You can compete against our brother, but don't think you're going to do something to him. And there's not going to be consequences. A lot of people talk a lot of things about this. You know, oh, nice guy doesn't say much. Nikola Jokic just goes out there and balls. He's not scared. He can ball. He gets on the court. He busts your ass. But in the same breath, you know, you understand. You don't need to mess with him because there are other people that are in his family that will see to it that it is something that is against your best interest. <laughs> and I don't know anybody tells that story, but I told that story because it's true. I remember whenever that all took place because I think that's when we learned about his brothers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're all the same t- as we just yeah. found the video. They're all the same size and they're all yeah. tatted up. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. They're all yeah. exi- and they went that's to right. the next Miami game. I think that oh, was yeah. even a part of it. They're like, that's we will. Right. Yes, they, they said they we will be there. They said we will. They and- said we will be there, and they showed up <laughs> at the game. By themselves. Yes, that's what And dared anybody. And dared anybody to mess with them. <laughs> and nobody, nobody messed with them. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, I mean, anybody that still takes horse as their mode of yes. transportation, mm-hmm. you got to think there's some sort of <laughs> mental grit in there. Oh, yeah. No, you know, we'll take our time. We'll do this the old-fashioned way. And also, another thing that has come out is obviously that Joker got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. And if you watch that Taco Bell commercial, he was af- actually drafted as a four, right? And then Shaq puts out an Instagram post last night that was pretty much like, hey, welcome. I forget the exact caption. Can you take the ticker off there? Welcome uh, to the Big Man Alliance or whatever, to Joker, right? And then he puts up all these stats of all the great centers. So, obviously, he's being considered a center now. He's drafted during a Taco yeah. Bell commercial as a four. Is this is this kind of – when you're getting this conversation, obviously, it's fucking great. But he just yeah. has to play like 10 more years, you think, to get into the, the full conversation of greatest Not, center of all time? Or what do you think Joker going to have to do? I, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to take that much. I think what you consider him now – I mean, I'm just looking at his numbers. He's averaged 30. 14 and seven on 58 percent shooting from the field 42 percent from three in the nba finals in the playoffs the number was at 34 and 13 and nine um he averaged a triple double in one of the series he swept the lakers and anthony davis he beat deandre and kevin durant and devin booker he took out rudy gobert and carl anthony towns and obviously he did what he did to miami bam out of bio is a pretty damn good play he's an all-star caliber player a bit undersized as a big man but a legitimate six and that nine and a half, uh, potentially six ten, and he looked like a small man compared to Jokic. Jokic is not a small dude. He's a big dude that plays big, but he's got a beautiful touch around the basket. He's got a beautiful touch away from the basket. He's an exceptional passer. His basketball IQ is off the charts, and this is a guy that spent the better part of his first three years in the NBA coming off the bench. He wasn't even a starter, so you see the level of elevation that's taking place. He committed himself to his craft to being the best that he can possibly be. And right now in a league where there's Steph Curry and there's LeBron James and there's Kevin Durant and others, we're literally sitting here and calling a big man the best in the world. He's good at everything. Everything that's basketball, it seems like he is just good at. And it's hard to bet on his, like, scoring because he'll be in a prime position to shoot, and he's still looking to pass, and then he'll still get, like, 30-some points. It's like this guy, he's an Iron Man, it feels like. Incredible player. Shout out to Joker. Hope you enjoy something out there, Joker. Joker. Let's talk about his surrounding cast now, all right? And I kind of rattled through it there to kind of start this show here. 
Bruce Brown had a baby with Lauren Rhodes, right? Mm-hmm. That was the big news. This yeah. guy, he, he had a baby with Lauren Rhodes. That was kind of the big news during his playoff series. And then you watch him play. He seems to be faster than everybody else on the court. Dog. Explosive. Two massive free throws late. Aaron Gordon, this guy, with the tag team of Joker and him underneath, he's able to get some looks. He takes advantage of it seemingly for the Nuggets in incredible fashion. Jamal Murray, whenever you need a shot, he seems to be clutch. Like this guy, he's a dog. That team that they built around, and who's the little white? Uh, Bron, Brown, Brown, three high high school state titles, a national championship in Kansas, and now an NBA title. That motherfucker just wins. That team they have, how long are they together for? And like the, it feels like that is a much bigger part of the conversation now than it maybe has been for the NBA because it's a superstar driven league. That team's deep, Stephen A. Well, what's what's going to make it interesting is this: Um, you got to pay attention, and I know you do. Wow. But to some of the changes that have been taking place with the new collective bargaining agreement, they're going to make it much more difficult for like three headed monsters, superstars to join forces. And obviously Denver's going to be the minor model because they're not a reigning defending NBA champions. And they built through the draft, drafting Jamal Murray, drafting Michael Porter Jr., drafting Nikola Jokic and what have you. And so they're going to serve as a model for a lot of teams. Here's where it gets tricky, though. Stan Kroenke is the owner, owner for Kroenke Sports and Entertainment. He owns the Colorado Rockies in the National Hockey League. He owns the Los Angeles Rams, and he owns the Denver Nuggets, all of whom have won championships in the last two years. Yeah, a lot of money, a lot of money, and he owns SoFi. The question is, is he going to keep them together? He's known, they use the word fiscally responsible. In other words, he's kind of cheap. And so as a result of that, because that's the situation, there are questions as to whether or not he's going to keep these guys together. But if he chooses to do so, I don't think there's any reason to believe that they won't they won't win at least another title. With Jamal Murray and Jokic leading the way, with those guys playing the role that they play, Mike Malone being an exceptional coach, I think it's entirely plausible that they win another championship. Pac-Man has a question for you, Steven. Since they got the Yo. since they got the championship, big bro, where do we rank the duos with uh, Joker and Murray as far as the top in the league? I think right, right now, now number one. I number think right one? now number one. Here's the reason why. A lot of times we look at time. Let's say, for example, Jason Tatum with Jalen Brown, right? Even though you know they messed up in the in, the, in Game Seven, I I personally attribute most of that to Jason Tatum getting hurt on the very first offensive play of the game. He was never the same. He was compromised. But Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, here's their problem: they are two exceptional individual talents. They're not known for playing together. They're not known for feeding off of one another, picking rolls, picking pops, things of that nature. One is always on the opposite side of the court than the other. To a lesser degree, we saw that with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, not necessarily feeding off of one another. LeBron James and Anthony Davis do feed off of one another, but that's when Anthony Davis is available because he's a he's a human roller coaster. One game he's in, one game he's out. One game he's ready, one game he's not. So the level of consistency is not there. When you look at Jamal Murray and Jokic, they play together, they feed directly off of one another. Mike Malone puts them in situations where pick and rolls, pick and pops, and all of this other stuff that goes on. They're literally assisting the other scoring all the time. They're feeding directly off of one another. That's why they're the dynamic duo. You're not just looking at their talent. You're looking at the cohesiveness with which they play together. They play together. Most dual stars or most duos who are stars in this league don't play together. They're on opposite ends of the court with one another. 
These two are not that. Yeah, That's and, why they're number one right now. In the biggest moments, they showed up, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been some duos right. that have had an opportunity and then all kind of sure. collapse in the biggest moments. Like, I, it feels like during the playoffs there, Jamal Murray and Joker were – and I, we didn't follow the season as closely as we should have. We blame right. you for that. Hey, yep. We do blame you. I want to let you know that. You, you've done a lot of great things for sports media. <laughs> you need to know that. There's a couple things. You know, you're so damn good at what you do that now everybody's trying to be you. Not everybody, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are trying to be you. Yeah. And they are not. That sucks. Not your fault, though. Right. Not your fault. <laughs> we have to deal with it, but not your fault. Okay? That is okay. that is something like that. You're well, so I good. appreciate you not being Dan Levitard and trying to blame me for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, it's Very not good. like it's not your fault, though. No. no. Like, like, I guess could blame you, you know, but it's... <laughs> In, your, in our eyes, not your fault. We do have to deal with it, though, as a society. So sure. you can see how that kind of, you know, that whole Understand. thing. But not knowing this Nuggets team, I think it was a nice treat during yep. the playoffs. I think it was a nice treat during the playoffs. Were they like this all year? They weren't healthy, I heard. And then They were. Okay. They were like this all year. They were like this all year. They were the number one seed uh, throughout the season. They had tailed off in the latter part of the year. They had Got fallen it. off the you know, for like a two, three week stretch where they were really, really struggling. And Mike Malone was calling out their effort like he did oh. um, in the after game two of these NBA finals, like he did against Phoenix when they had fell to Phoenix. And he saw he accused them of leaving their defense in the desert for games three and four when Devin Booker was shooting 80 percent from the field and 60 percent from three point range. Uh, but when they tailed off, one of the things we were waiting to see was that three years ago or so when they were in the bubble in the conference finals, Jamal Murray was healthy. Over the last two years, he hadn't been, which is why they didn't go deep into the playoffs. Now that he was back, you were wondering whether or not that Jamal Murray was going to return to form because he still, in a lot of our eyes, hadn't returned to form as of yet, and that was where their hesitancy kicked in. Got it. Okay. Well, we need to see more of him next year, Steve. Yep. Okay? You make that decision. We know yep. it. We need some more of him. Last question. Well, you will. Okay. The champion. You see him. Well, he's two-time MVP. We didn't, I, mm-hmm, that's right. Man. You know what I mean? I, I mean, he's – is he coming? What if he just goes back, gets on that horse and goes, this is right, and then just – I quit. Literally just rides that thing right <laughs> yeah. out of the side. Last question. He's not going to quit. No, no, I agree. Yeah, he won't quit. Yeah. He might play forever, actually. He's got 50 probably for the yeah. next four years. Probably. He's so fast. He's so big. Mm-hmm. So Self-touch. He should be lumbering around. He should be sore at some point, and he's not. He's just moving. Connor has the last question for you here, Stephen A. Yeah, Stephen yes, A., obviously, you know, what Jimmy Butler did with the Heat was unbelievable. Eight seed, two playing games, made it all the way to the finals. It was very cool to watch, even as a Celtics fan. What do they do now, though, with the Heat? Are they going to get Damian Lillard because he said he wants to go down there with his guy, Bam? Or what do you try. think they do? They got to try. They got to try because Jimmy Butler is a star um, in this league. Make no mistake about that. He's a closer. You saw what he did last night, despite the fact that he was non-existent for the first 43 minutes of the game offensively. Hey, he's getting he's killed for that. What- he's getting killed for that right now. Well, well, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. He's always giving you what he's got defensively, and he showed up as the game waned and scored eight straight points, gave them the lead. Here's what I would tell y'all, and this is just my thing about a superstar. First of all, When you look at a lot of these guys, when you're the marquee, it can't just be the close. You got to show up and you've got to carry that load. Jimmy Butler is not a volume shooter. He's not somebody that's willing to take the bull by the horn and say, I'm that dude. Give me the rock and I'll take you there unless it's the last couple of minutes of the game. You've got to be of the mindset when you think about LeBron and you think about Kobe, God rest his soul. You think about MJ. You even think about Kevin Durant or Devin Booker, people like that, Steph Curry, others. Jump. You got to take the bull by the horn and on a night in, night out basis. You drop in 25, 26, 27. And oh, by the way, you're not relying 
on the referees to get you to the free throw line an exorbitant number of times in order to pull that off. That's been Jimmy. It's not to say that he's not a star. It's not to say that he's not something, somebody pivotal that you should not have. But him as your number one option, considering the talent you're going to have to go against, I think it's been proven against LeBron, finals loss, against Jokic, finals loss. I think it's been proven that you need somebody else as your number one offensive option to compliment Jimmy. If you do that, Miami will be right back where they were last night in a position to possibly win a championship. If they don't, I think you'll see Giannis. I think you'll see uh, Boston. And I also, I also think that at some point in time, you'll see Joel Embiid knocking on the door because I think he wants it bad enough. Somebody out of the Eastern Conference. It won't be Miami unless they get Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo help as in a number one offensive option because neither one of them are that. Hey, there might be somebody out of New Orleans on the move who's a new dad, you know, <laughs> yeah. allegedly, potentially. You know, there might be a new dad uh, or coming father uh, that might be on the move. He's no, like, no, yep. can't pick him. Yeah. Yep. He misses too many games. He, well, he misses too many games. Like about to have a kid. You know what I mean? A lot of other stuff. You know, about uh might have some chips on his shoulder. You know, a lot of things are being said right now about you got to play, bro. You got to play first. <laughs> yeah, you got to play. First. I want to hear that shit. You got to play first. <laughs> <laughs> I, love Zion. I love Zion, but you got to play. Hey, I mean, you know, he got a lot of activity going on yeah. in his life. Yeah. Props to him. Yeah, but playing Props basketball games ain't one of them. He got to get on the court. Hey Zion, this too shall pass, Bob. Everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna yep. be okay. Everything's gonna be all right as long as he plays. Yeah, as as he plays, plays good. Plays good. Right. Can't come oh, play back. Good. Yeah, yeah. He's on the court. He plays. He's a sixty percent shooter. Always oh, averages twenty six a game. He'll be fine. Yeah, he's doing this one too. At like he just got to show up. Two eighty. Yeah, mean, absolutely. Yeah. Got, by the way, by the way. 280, 180 dunks in the layup line or, or while you practicing, ain't playing. Ain't <laughs> Come on, playing. it's close, though. It's close. Right you know, at least it's with a basketball in his hand. You know, we're hearing about a lot of they other players. They ain't paid a man in excess. They ain't paid a man nearly $200 million to show up in warm-ups. I agree. Let's see him in the game. Let's show up. And then let's, let's, go, let's go home and let's go to basketball. Yep. Yeah. And let's go home and let's go to basketball. Just those two. And it'll all be there later. And by the way, and by the way, and by the way, if he plays basketball, all of that other stuff he's got going on, even better, will be there anyway. Even better. Yeah. Even anyway. Even better. Even better. <laughs> even better. Hey, just like our show is when you stop by. Listen, you got to be dead. Go take a nap or ten. Safe travels back to New York. We appreciate the hell out of you. Great job on the coverage, brother. Thanks a lot, my brother. I appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. Y'all take it easy. Back, man. Love you, bro. Catch you later. Yes, sir. Love you too. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, He's been working. Yeah, grinding. This morning he was on first take. They got him on his own little TV, you know. Mm -hmm. And there'll be a take being given by somebody. And boy, boy. Yeah. And I think sometimes he just interrupts just because, hey, I'm going to have to. Only way to keep him yeah, away. Just to talk. He was in Denver last night. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we've seen the scenes from Denver last night. He was there, and then obviously he's right back on the first take this next day. Two hours sitting in a room all by himself. Uh -huh. Yeah, jeez. In Denver, do your thing. I appreciate him stopping by. Yeah. Great day to have NBA conversation. Nobody better, I guess, to stop by than Stephen A. Smith. Nope. Sure. Very thankful for that. Uh, you asked it. So Jokic just signed a five-year max. Michael Porter Jr. got his five-year max. Yep. Aaron Gordon's locked up for four years. Jamal Murray's there for two more years before he gets paid again. Christian Braun's a rookie. Brown's a rookie. Like they, they gonna be there. Yeah, they gonna be there. Yeah, and Jokic's next deal. Yeah. I mean, by the time he gets there and he'll be all NBA still, that'll be like a four hundred, five hundred million dollars. Yeah, and he's yeah. gonna say, I don't. I, you talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think you pay me rock. I happy <laughs> an invoice. But yeah, they might offer him. I need a stall. 
Outside Boom, right. horse? Yeah, mm-hmm. 200 horses. And the agent's like, whoa, 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 Joker. We need $2 billion. Yeah. Okay? You see what this guy does. You see the stats. You got to do it. And then they're like, Joker, you want $2 billion? I, I don't know. I guess. Good. I also think They just Ducart. need to give him one of those planes where he can get to Serbia in three hours every night after the game. Yeah, what was that called? They were creating that Concord. thing. Concord. No, yeah. that one blew up, uh, right? It did, yes. Concord blew up. It was supposed to get New York, London, three hours. Yes. That was the... It was mm-hmm. supposed to bring Europe... Supersonic jet. It was supposed yeah. to bring Europe and America together. Mm-hmm. And I think the NFL was actually basing yeah. NFL, oh, yeah. Europe teams on the success of this plane because Jim Irsay mentioned it in his answer about expansion of the NFL. He said, remember, the Concorde was supposed to connect London and New York, and then it didn't, or whatever. <laughs> and then he said there's supposed to be some a new one happening. So that was actually a part of a lot of businesses' plans, I would assume. If there was a chance to have that, which there should be, right? All these billionaires are getting to fucking space. Yep. Can we not get some planes to fly a little quicker? Right. What are we doing? We here? talked about it after he said that. It's not the Concorde, but it's like the same like engineering type thing and they said that by 2030 the plans are that it, there will be some sort of supersonic jet that you can fly commercially. American Airlines has put out a picture of what one could potentially look Ooh. like. So maybe this will be what they Go ahead and scroll down there. American places deposit on 20 overture aircraft. American Airlines, the world's largest airline, poised to have the world's largest supersonic fleet. So this is probably, if American Airlines is doing it and they have the world's largest, right. that means somebody else has something. Yep. Yeah. They're getting 20. There must be somebody has 10 or 15. That's, that's good news. The world mm-hmm. should be smaller. You're right. Maybe that'll help Joker be like, I go, sir. Serbia Tuesdays, come back Thursday. Mm-hmm. We, we play a little basketball. Yeah. But, or why doesn't just someone like show them, like, hey, in Colorado, like you could buy like a massive, massive ranch out somewhere and have like 50 horses. And whole probably, family. Yeah, your whole family, family your can live there. Pick up the whole neighborhood. Probably kind, it kind of looks like the Serbian countryside a little yeah. bit, maybe. Like there are places out there you could find. Even a corner store that you go to. Exactly. Just pick it up like Rick Ross did with his house. Boom. And just move it over. Oh, right. No. Make his own town. Oh, no. We was just talking earlier about how we love the United States. You know, some people are just stuck in what they like. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's yeah. why I'm saying. Just pick it all up. Yeah. yeah. And just move it. Move it. Just Make it Jokicville. <laughs> move it. Just pick up Serbia. Part of Serbia. Yeah. And just move it. Just move it. Just right here. That's like gets- us moving this and yeah. going to Serbia. Yeah, if we wanted to if, go to Serbia. If we were able to pick up, if I was able to get this... <laughs> My house. <laughs> That's about all the places you always go to. All, that little, that smoothie place I eat at. Yeah. Right. Yeah, DoorDash. DoorDash. Make sure yep. they have that. If somebody's able to pick this, they can put it fucking anywhere they want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> put it anywhere they wanted, and I, I'm going to have my same life. That's what we're saying for Joker. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Let's give him the same life. Exactly. You can even get little dirt trails that you want to put on the back of the horse. Yeah. Bingo. But what Pac and I were talking about is, um, and you're right, no place is like home, I guess. Yeah. Or Richmond. Was at the end of Ted Lasso. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, believe. How about him? It was pretty emotional. It was, it was yeah. good. Yeah, it was a good emotional finale. finale. When, they, when they put something back together, I, I had a hard time. Yeah, you're right. That was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. They're all in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pulled the guy pulled it out of a shingle. You know how wet that thing had to be. Oh, no had, had one how, long, the, how long was that in his goddamn shingle? Yeah, whole season. Yeah, whole season. Arm sleeve had to be so wet in mm-hmm. there. Thank you for the, all the sweat. Anytime you go to Europe, though. And uh, maybe I just haven't done it right. I've done it a few times or any other country, really. I'm excited to get back to America. Not, yeah. Love your country. Yeah. Love your country. <laughs> Very excited to get back to the one that I live in. Yeah. Just because, like, the easiest things of, like, a plug-in 
is just completely different. Yep. How you go about operating life, completely different. Want to get back home. That's sure. what you're talking about. I respect yeah. that from Joker. I respect how humble he is, how much he enjoys still going back to his you know, beginnings and everything yeah. like that and staying grounded. But goddamn, we hope he had fun at some point. All right, let's move on. Stay in the cup final tonight. Could be over. No. Hey, could be. No. Could be over could tonight. Be. Could be. No. Could it be? Florida Panthers could lose to the Vegas Golden Knights in Las Vegas, and that would mean that the Vegas Golden Knights are Lordo Stanley Cup champions one day after the Denver Nuggets became Larry O'Brien Trophy Award winners. So both of the finals could end within an evening, and both South Florida teams could lose 4-1 to one yeah. in the series. Mm-hmm. Or Kachuk could say, nay, like the horses that Joker rides in on mm-hmm. and extends this thing one game and maybe two games what? and gets this thing to a game seven. Crazier things have happened, could happen, but all eyes are set on Las Vegas winning their first Stanley Cup. That's right. Wow. Let's have a night tonight, huh, Ty? Let's have a fucking night. You mentioned it, uh, although Chuck is a little banged up. They're saying his status for tonight is kind of up in flux, which makes no sense. It's a potential elimination game. There's no way he's not playing. But I just read an article on ESPN this morning about, you know, Vegas has a slogan like, you know, play, you got to play hurt to win. Kind of everything coming back to Stoner. Like this yeah. guy, just what he does in the locker room, yeah. what he does on the ice. It not only is it the toughest barn in the NHL, but if you've watched this series, like it, there is no question that Vegas has been the better team, more physical, more skilled, right. bigger, right. faster, right. stronger. Right. They want it more. So. I mean, I have a tough time believing they're not going to win on home ice tonight. But, yeah, you mentioned it. Crazier things have happened. But I think you're right. I think tonight is is the night that Nick, the Vegas Golden Knights hoist Lord Stanley's Cup. Hey, Nick, what are we – we got a little fight out of the Panthers tonight in Sin City or what? They're definitely going to put up a fight, Pat, but I don't know how much fight they have left to get up. Ty mentioned Kachuk's banged up. It's not just Kachuk. There's a lot of guys on that team. I think Barkov's playing through something. Barkov? Yeah. Alexander? Jeez. Yeah, Sasha Barkov and – Sasha? Big Bob. Beesburg? Big Bob in that has battled his ass off this entire playoff to kind of will him along and Kachuk have been the key catalyst to will this team to the finals from an eighth seed. And he's looked pretty pedestrian Whoa. in these finals so no, far. No, wow. So bro, maybe hey, the hey. magic has run out a little bit. Maybe the steam no. has run out a little hey, bit. Hey, South Florida, good run. Good run, good South run. Florida. Pac-Man, how you celebrating tonight? I know last night you put Junie on your shoulders and you sent a video to Darius Butler telling him that their bum-ass teams are about done. Mm-hmm. And he responded with saying, put the kid down. <laughs> what, are you, what are you planning on doing this evening? Pat? I think I'm going to call Ty and we're going to have us a nice shot around by 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Okay. Like okay. that. Nice. Why don't you guys do it live on Instagram? Yes, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter Joyce. Spaces. I like that. Yeah. That's a good yeah. idea. You guys it's do... over with tonight. Hell yeah. I hope not. Short. Yeah, we hope not either. Let's go ahead and extend that thing. Even yeah. though we are pulling for the Gold Knights and we love the operation, yes. we'd like more hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, we all would. Juan Storner to lift the cup. Yeah, because as soon as we lose hockey, this is what we got to talk about. Stephon Diggs is not at mandatory minicamp for the Buffalo Bills. What? what? Sean McDermott has said he is very concerned about what? the absence of Stephon Diggs at the mandatory minicamp. Direct quote from McDermott, coach, no nonsense, no bullshit, mm-hmm. great personality coach, saying we are very concerned that Stephon Diggs isn't here. Normally a coach will kind of give you a little bit of a runaround. Uh, we're in contact with Stephon. There's some things on kind of on a hold up or whatever. And obviously all OTAs are not mandatory. Mandatory minicamp is the one when these stories start getting blown up. Stephon Diggs not being there with everything that happened last year at the end of the year mm-hmm. and in the middle of the year with his relationship with the Buffalo Beals seemingly and even maybe Josh Allen seemingly, yeah. who's yeah. the quarterback. And it's all kind of reminiscent to what kind of 
took place in Minnesota at the end of his run there. Not that it's the same. I know there's two different situations. But Stephon Diggs has been a massive question mark on how he's going to buy into the Buffalo Bills for the last few months. Now he's not a mandatory minicamp. And just the other day, he posted on Instagram. Ooh, uh-oh. What? He said he's finding ways to articulate the feelings he's going through. Oh, and obviously he's straight-faced, stone-cold, killer pose with sweet Denim, 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 Canadian tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. He is a model, been to Fashion Week, into fashion. I appreciate that this is his art of choice. I think he had 10 different photos. Let's look at a couple of them and try to articulate the feelings he might yeah. be going. What if this is, I'm half in, half out right now? Oh. Huh? With the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Could be. What if he's like, my arms aren't out of the sleeve because I still like the jacket. Mm-hmm. But we need to figure some shit out before I get that poop. Back up over the top of the shoulders. Is that the feeling he's trying to articulate with this particular part? Or, okay, he's got a big old Jesus on his chain. Is the jacket the cave? Is he coming out of the cave? Is he reborn oh, like Jesus? Okay. Let Jesus breathe. Yeah. Breathe the rock. Mm-hmm. Let him out of there. Could be the feelings he's articulating. Here's another photo that he had in there where he's wearing what seems to be either a cricket shin guard, mm, right. deck hockey shin guard, what? whatever the case is. He's saying, I'm taking it on shins. <laughs> Big time. I can take it on Shane Trevor. I would like to have this leg. You see this one? I would like to be able to live like this. But instead, I got to live like this because I'm taking it on the shins every single day for no reason. I'm working my ass off. Is that what he's articulating in this one? That's pretty good. That's not initially what I thought of. I thought maybe he was thinking more like, hey, I may look like a football player. You may think I'm a football player. But deep inside, I wish I was a catcher from the 1940s in the MLB. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the wrong space and time right now. You think he's saying mandatory minicamp? It's baseball season. Exactly. That's ridiculous. Is that what he's talking about? He's old school, America's pastime. Now, some other photos he had, he had like some 1920 football pads on as yeah. well. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think he was trying to articulate, I'm an old school guy. Well, man out of mm-hmm. time. Right I'm now. old school guy. Oh. I don't know if this is he doesn't want to get shot in the shins or he does like baseball. Nonetheless, he's not a mandatory minicamp. We do not know what his feelings are, but we hope everything works out because he has been awesome alongside Josh Allen and that Buffalo Bills football team. We hope everything works out. Stephon. Good luck, Stephon. Another person I reported in camp up in New England. Guy who's been on this particular program. That's right. Former right. teammate of mine, Lawrence Guy. Yeah. A man who was a part of the all-decade team for the New England Patriots. Love him. That's right. His entire career has been as a New England Patriot, pretty much, even though he played for the Colts and a couple other places. He has become a star in the Bill Belichick scheme. Now he's missing mandatory minicamp. Well, that doesn't happen up in New England, Connor, especially for an all-decade Patriot like Lawrence Guy. What's going on? Is all hell breaking loose? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I love Walter Lawrence Payton, Guy. man of the year. That's right. That's right. We have a few of those on the roster, and I love Larry Guy. He's got more QB preppers than most people on the New England Patriots. But mm-hmm. with that being said, he was the uh, you know first team D tackle of the 2010 decade. Okay, and we're talking about 2023, oh, and we're talking about oh. a guy named DeAndre Hopkins possibly coming. So sure, if this guy wants to try and milk the horse for a couple <laughs> more pennies few more shekels for old Larry guy. You know, do what you want. Absolutely. I also respect that move because he, you know, knows what he's worth. And right now he doesn't feel as though he's being compensated for that worth. But I think everybody in New England, I think most people on the Patriots roster would say, yeah, look, if we got to lose a James Robinson, if we have to lose. Who we just signed. Who we just signed in March to a two-year deal. And then we just cut him yesterday to save $1.6 million. And maybe we have to lose a Larry guy in order to make a little more room to pay DeAndre Hopkins, you know, $15, $16 million. I'm sorry, but that is what's going to happen. Yeah, and we talked to Ninkovich on this particular program. Great beard out of Purdue. Won Mm -hmm. a couple Super Bowls. Classic Patriot guy. Yes. Literally the classic. Goes to bat for him. He has told us, like, yeah, negotiating with Bill is not fun. (laughs) He said, because he was like, 
Mr. Patriot Minkovich. Oh, yeah, big time. One Super Bowls, I'll do whatever the hell you need me yep. to do. Fit yeah. perfect in the scheme, been there a long time. And then you go in to negotiate with actually Bill. Because mm-hmm. Bill is yeah. the general manager. Mm-hmm. And Bill's like, Nick, did you see yourself last year? Come on. <laughs> if this was four years ago, Nick, would have loved to give you that. And I'm sure somebody will offer you that. Because yeah. mm-hmm. of which I can't do that. Because I'm paying you for what I'm thinking you're going to play the next three years. You're old as fucking dirt, Nick. What? what? what you? I had 11 sacks last year. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, a couple of those you stole. Yeah. What? You know? No. Like, that's how Bill, allegedly, oh, yeah. with what Nick told us, like, there's some really awkward conversations happening with Bill Belichick because that's how he does business. Now, this is the greatest general manager in the history of fucking football mm-hmm. if you really want to have that conversation because they were the greatest dynasty in the history of football. And so he's always counted as the greatest coach in the history of football. He also built the teams. Yes. And he negotiated the contracts. And he scripted out the salary cap. What? And how much money he's going to spend on what? Now, you had Tom Brady being a hero, mm-hmm. taking less money and up front and all this salary cap gymnastics that everybody's doing, they've been doing for a long time. Yes. Bill Belichick's been using analytics and all this other shit for a long, long time. Yep. Greatest GM of all. But he will not get got. No. With a, even, if, even if he loves you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he loves you as a person, which I assume Lawrence Guy, he loves. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I, Lawrence Guy will do whatever. Consummate pro. Has done whatever for yes. Bill. Block kicks, cool. Yeah. Cover punts, cool. Mm-hmm. You want me to play D-tackle, cool. I will do whatever. Had a lot of success, been great. But Bill is not a guy. I think Teddy Bruschi, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Teddy Bruschi is like, mm-hmm. hey, you, you've done good, but. I'm not able to write a check to you anymore. To play no chance. There's no way. I mean, Vrabel. So, Vrabel, yeah. same thing. Yeah, same yeah. thing. I, I think there's like a list of those guys. Yeah, there's a ton of them. So the f- Lawrence Guy has seen all that. Yeah, and especially like the the guys who aren't like Lawrence Guy who are the first rounders that, you know, Bill has said, I'm obviously not going to pay you that. Really, the only time it happens is when he knows there's a guy out there that'll come in and be perfect in the system. Like Gilmore, he got broken off, but he was a free agent. Revis. Yeah. Revis. Uh, Randy. Randy. Ju- Judon. We traded for Randy, but still, he you know, signed and gave him money. Judon, they just paid more recently. He was like the probably the most expensive free agent right after Gilmore or right there next to him. So he the the tough part is in house. Like in house, there really isn't that much, you know, leeway for people. Yeah. So let that leads to the Patriots with D Hop now. Mm-hmm. So Bill Belichick was asked yesterday by the media about his D-Hop's trip in jeopardy because we saw him, mm-hmm. Tim McGraw, yeah. Sprinter yeah. Van, mm-hmm. Nashville doing the thing, him Broadway, the yeah, whole situation with him as a Titan. And Bill Belichick said, like, uh, I'm not a fucking travel agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't know the logistics behind it. I'm not going to say something right now, and then you're going to say that I misled you tomorrow because what I'm saying right now isn't 100% accurate. There's a lot more involved in this than just me, the logistics of this whole thing. So that's all I got to say about that. Fuck off. It's what Bill Belichick yeah. said. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's actually yeah. what he said to the media press. That was just yesterday. So that led us to believe, like, oh, maybe there is a little something about D-Hop not getting out of the building in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Free agent goes in. Don't let him out of the building. Let's make him a Titan before he can even do that. He is now scheduled, depending upon if you believe Rappaport, who would join us at 1.15 Eastern Standard Time, or if you believe Jordan Schultz of the uh, Schultz uh, Report, oh. he's, who, who is saying he's going on Thursday as opposed to Wednesday, Uh-oh. whatever the case, whatever the day, who knows – I'm not a fucking travel agent. I do not know nope. the case. But D-Hop is going to New England. Yep. D-Hop just had a great visit to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He has said, I think, to us about Bill O'Brien, yep. all good. good. Yep. Don't yep. even worry about that. Let's move on. 
They need a weapon up there in New England. I would assume that Bill is going to try his fucking best not to let D-Hop get out of the building. For sure. Because to your point, if he has eyes on something and likes something and thinks that they can fit in their system, and he's like, I mean, having a visit after Tennessee Titans is a big thing. Huge. He's going to go all in here, I think. Don't you think, Pac? I, th- I think so, too. And he told us about the relationship that he have with Coach. And um, I think for the Patriots to be even talked about, they have to go and get him. They don't really have a true dog. Who do you have? Hunter Henry? Hunter Henry, uh, Devontae Parker. Ramondre. John, yeah. John Smith. Ramondre, Juju. He yep. just signed. He hasn't practiced yet. Uh, Mike is sick. Juju has not practiced yet? I don't believe so. I believe he's hurt. So uh, yeah, but good energy in the building. Yeah, good yeah, energy, yeah. for sure. Juju good, but he's not a one. No. no. We uh, agree. He's a two or a three. But he like, agrees, too, I think. Yep. Yeah. What I'm saying there with the division, they is they, they, big boy football over there, you mm-hmm. know? Um, they need another guy that can dominate one side of the field, and I think D-Hop is the guy. Um, I think Bill Bill got enough money over there to give him what he wants. Yep. Yeah, you guys do have the... Yeah, we were we were at 14 yesterday, and then we cleared another 1-2, I think, with James Robinson. So we can actually give right him that. 15 a year, and next year, right now at least, we're, we have the most cap space next year. And now it all come down to, like... You know, do you want to see Tim McGraw on a Sunday? Exactly. Exactly. Boom. But also, yeah, yeah, but do you want to maybe have John Bon Jovi at your house for dinner? And he can do the whole living on a prayer. I didn't see John Bon Jovi sitting by Kraft in that suite this year. No, he was there. He he had a couple games. No, I think he was a couple seats down with the kid, wasn't he? He wasn't right next to Kraft. So Jonathan on his left... Usually John Bon Jovi, sometimes Chesney on his right. Nah, not this past season. John Bon had his time. Let's not put John Bon in in the current day with him. McGraw? Yeah. Tony. John Bon? John Bon Jovi. You son of a bitch! (laughs) All right. I said he had. You watch it! He had his day. Okay, what is he? Eighty-five now. Yeah, I would come on. I would Tim guess Grant. him and Tim yeah. are about the same. Age, <laughs> Good okay? lord! They don't look the same. Bon Jovi ain't some fucking also ran. Yeah, Tony, and we're not saying that about Tim. Frick, <laughs> okay. They don't look the same age. I'll Jeez tell you that. Louise. That's because John Bon Jovi's been doing billion dollar business. Yeah, exactly. he's a dog. John Bon sixty one. Tim's fifty six. Exactly. Boom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Five, Five years. Pull up a picture yeah. of their stomachs. Okay. Well, Tim McGraw Whoa. went sober. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So. John Bond likes to drink wiggy. Sue him, Tony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, just, they're just not in the same category. All right. Well, congrats to D Hop. And we'll hopefully learn more from Rappaport in about 30 minutes. Hopefully, you'll have some answers. Yeah. Yes. And this guy never, you ne- know, never Especially does. when Schultz is pulling the rug out from underneath. Yeah. yeah actually, body. Well, actually, yeah. is what right. Schultz Tuesday report. or Wednesday? Yeah. Elbow drop. So he, uh, Rappaport, I just saw his Instagram story. I hope he doesn't do this bullshit again where he guilt trips me. Right. Mm-hmm. On his publicly. Yep. That was bull. I don't like that. Not one bit. Never does that, too. Today, he just, or that time, he just felt like he, you know, could. Well, I'm having the best round of my life, and I'm going to stop midway through because I'm doing the Pat Mac. Oh. It's like, bro, it's a Wednesday in the middle of summer. Do not come on this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real hero. 12 holes. It was the best I played, but I'm here. I love doing this show. It's like, all right, hero. You know, mm-hmm. not enough. Sure. I'll what? be holding yeah. that over my head. We'll yeah. pat you yeah. on the back. Okay, I got a baby right now. Exactly. I, I got enough already. He was on the golf course today. PXG is his clubs. He was in the middle of the fairway. It feels like the photo that he took from his Instagram story okay. was as if he was playing well again. Yeah. Okay. If this son of a bitch comes in here and says that we cut off his round, I'm going to be so mad at him. <laughs> Hang up on him. I am. Yeah, done with it. Call definitely going to say it. Fuck it. But what we do know is he's on the golf course, so he's not. What? There, there he is. That's not Wait, him, that the little him? one. No, that's not him. Well, the little one. That might be him. Okay. We don't yeah, know. I was going to say. Size. Life, like, there's a chance. Might be him. 
But look at that. That's a pretty good shot. I don't know. Yeah. Also, a- you know, get your ass out of bed and go play earlier. Well, that yeah. is certainly something. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But the bigger point is, what does this guy know? He's been on a golf course walking a golf. He doesn't know anything. No, nah, that's a good point. This yeah. is off-season with Rappaport. This yeah. is us telling him things that are happening. Yep. Right. Hey, he. do you know Schultz actually said, well, actually to you. He's, oh, I didn't see that. Mm. Oh, well, I, yeah, I do see that. Now I'm going through my phone. You know, this is like Rappaport's family time, downtime, golf mm-hmm. time. Right. We appreciate it. But if he's going, come on, we want some information. Come yeah, on. Every time. Especially on the Patriots because he used to fucking work there, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, very well tied in in New England. I'm starting to think it's kind of like an A.J. Hawk situation with Rapshi where he knows a bunch, but he just won't say anything. Uh, yeah, we did learn that about A.J. through the Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, we haven't talked about this. Love mm-hmm. this. He's had more fun he's had in a while. That's right. Yeah. Didn't he? Uh-huh. Yes. Ever. He was at the Tonys. Yeah, obviously, we talked yep. about this yesterday. Yep. He was at the Tonys. He looks so cool. Oh, yeah. yeah cool oh, yeah. jacket with the shirt sewn in. Boom. So he just didn't even have to. Just one jacket, one piece. Sweet. There was CJ Uzama in a bow tie. What a lame, Aaron. was. Because <laughs> your first Tonys. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> it is. He's going to the Wicked or whatever the yeah, play uh, is. Broadway. He's going everywhere. He's doing everything. He's at every practice. And now Robert Sala is saying, hey, take the last week off, boys. Okay, mm-hmm. We got the Hall of Fame game. You're all going to have to come a week earlier. Absolute bullshit. But go ahead and take the week <laughs> off. Here's Robert Sala about canceling the final phase of OTAs because of the success thus far in their OTAs. Um, you know, at the Hall of Fame game, we've got we're reporting a week earlier than everybody else. Um, the worst. And guys need yes. to get away. We've been here. They they put in a really good off season. All the guys have since got April, so April, May, June, and um, you know, just to give the guys the extra week to go take their break because you you need a week off, and then you got to rub back up to get ready for the season. And if we having this extra week, taking the week off, then the fourth, there, there's just a lot of things that can that can mess up the flow, but. Um, but we're, we'll, we'll pick it up and we'll regain it once we get back for the uh, Hall of Fame game. So the players are not required to be here at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, dude. No, yeah, that's what that uh, means. Jeez Louise. Okay, we're taking a week off early. Not the first coach or team to do this. No. This has happened on a very regular occasion. Obviously, it's in New York. It's for the Jets. And Aaron Rodgers is a part of it, so it's going to be made into something. So all the internet going, Aaron's pulling all the strings over there. Mm. Aaron's saying, we need a little of this. We need a little bit of that. I think what this means is that things are going fucking great. Yeah. Teams aren't taking work off if they don't think things are very good and they haven't accomplished what they needed to have accomplished in this particular particular thing. Aaron has been there every single day. Yep. Calf strain happened, still on field practices. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the meeting room, they're saying he's chirping up. Yep. Giving quizzes. They're, he's mm-hmm. giving quizzes in the middle of fucking meetings, in offensive meetings. He's literally in there for the beginning of a lot of these guys learning the offense. So it's almost like 101 becomes 401 because the shit that you're going to adjust naturally on the field, Aaron's already telling them while they're learning the offense, yep. hey, we're doing this so that if a guy does this, we can also do this afterwards. Yeah. Normally you're learning this and then it's like okay if this guy comes here now we're going to break it off Aaron's like this is what I'm going to be looking for this is how this is going to go it's kind of like a merging of offenses between what Hackett likes what Aaron likes and then everybody learning it at the same time feels like they're going to be way ahead of the normal quarterback getting dropped into a new team routine like Matt Ryan was with the Indianapolis Colts where he wasn't speaking the same language as the offensive line so he was getting murdered every single play feels like they're doing great things over there New York. That's why the week's off, and the boys are going to fucking love that. Yeah, what a fucking player coach this is, yes, though. Yeah. Shout out to Hack, but Hack, I'm going to say... Uh, Sala. Sala, and speaking on Hack, Aaron have been with Hack before, so he knows the offense. So all the other guys that's been there before this trade happened, they probably been in, what, 
install six. Aaron coming in, I already know, install one through 20 because he knows the offense. So, of course, they must have been doing really good. Um, thank God they don't really have no real injuries. Um, coach getting gotcha. them out of there early because mm-hmm. they got to come early. The Hall of Fame game is a bunch of bullshit it is. for the players. It because, is. sucks. Oh, my God. Nobody really even play in the game. Nope. But got to go to camp a week earlier. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, get to get yeah. to go to camp a week earlier. That's always the spin. Definitely yeah. hotter that week. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know that last week that you're kind of just taking in. Let me get some more family time, booze time, family, right. whatever you want right. to do. Yeah. That's gone. And then while all your friends that are around the league are watching you sit in dorm rooms, <laughs> you guys already report. Oh, 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 oh boy. Jeez, oh. wow. Not even a game you're playing in. Nope. Nobody's going to watch. You can go to, you can go to camp, though. And guess what else you get to do? You get to stay in camp for as long as everybody else. That's right. Oh. Yeah. You get a week yeah. off? No, you don't no. get out early. Yeah, oh. you get to. You get an extra week and a half. Yeah. It is so nice of them to be able to do that, but it's for the Hall of Famers. So, yeah, of course. congrats to the Hall of Famers. Shout out to the Hall of Famers. I love what Salah's doing, though. And Aaron being there, enjoying the hell out of it, having a blast, being a part of the install, I think it's all good for quickness. And I don't yeah. think Aaron's like – you know, Aaron's been pretty open about it. I don't, I don't think he's commented about how long he's going to be there. He doesn't want to fucking wait around either. So whenever people are talking about him not going to OTAs, it's like he he's going to OTAs. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been there the whole time. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to go to OTAs. This is a much different story than maybe what was happening at Green Bay where that has already been in and the offense has already been in there. He didn't have time to wait. But then whenever he said, I might miss a few because I have things set up in him, he never missed a single day. No. So I, I, I think that is – Either the coach is telling him, like, hey, we need you to stick around a little bit, or him being like, ah, should be here, should be here. Either way, good news. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like, this is an atypical situation because I think just because he was in Green Bay so long, people think, like, oh, you know, new quarterback, having to learn a new offense. Like, he's played in this offense a bunch. He knows it probably, you know, just as well, if not better than Hackett does, knows what he likes in it. And then they also, like, they've really liked what they've seen in terms of him and Garrett Wilson being on the same page. They got Brees Hall back, and I think it said, you know, he ran – they had the track man on him or whatever, and and he ran 23 miles an hour. It was faster than any – you know, anytime he was running last year. So it's like, he's healthy. He's good. Like, I think everything that they kind of wanted to see, they've already seen it. So it's like, well, what, what are we doing? You know, for let's the do three week? more practices that we can blow out of me. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. That don't matter. <laughs> yeah. Let's just keep them going here. Because they know they're primed. It's like, yeah. hey, we, we know we're going to be good. We're ready to go. Let's not fuck something up and have some guy, you know, tear an ACL within these next three days when no one really needs to be here. Aaron it's- has also never been shy about how he thinks the team is looking right now. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like, in interviews, uh, he's year. always been very, very open about, mm-hmm. like, we got a lot to figure out. We yeah. got a good defense, though. Mm-hmm. Offensively, we got some shit to figure out. Every conversation he's given publicly has been very – him and Wilson – Great. Zach yeah. and, and yep. Garrett, I mean, there mm-hmm. is full connection. You're seeing catches from Lazard. You're seeing everything happen. It's like everything he's saying is indicating that he thinks they're in a good spot, yeah. which is a big deal, I think. I think that you can read that as good yeah. uh, from the outside. It's not bullshit. He's not He's not just going to lie. No. If he thought there was actual problems, he's not scared to say them right. ever. It never and, has been. and the Jets already have their starters. Besides the line, the, everything else, they have starters. You, you get what I'm saying? So they, they know the, the parallel of their team or – the structure of the team or what they wanted to look like. Now, they might can plug and play at the line part, but 
they like the Bengals. They got their starters. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they know what it should look like. And obviously, it probably looked pretty good. Oh, yeah. Videos are great. Yeah, yeah. yeah they look really good. Videos are real good. They do. It's the best the Jets have been definitely in my lifetime. Looking, at least. Yeah, looking yeah. at least. Yeah, they went to AFC Championships. But how big is it for Alan Lazard to be there, too? Because he can tell the other and wide Cobb. receivers. And Cobb. Yeah, yeah like, hey, Bobby. this is what he likes. Obviously, Rodgers so is going to tell him, too. You got Hackett. Who's offense coordinator? Yep. yep. He's running the meetings. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they're saying in the meetings, like Aaron's going, like, whoa, 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 why are we doing that in the middle of it? And he said that he's never found a good meeting that is just completely quiet. Yeah. Meetings have to be interactive yeah. for people to stay engaged. I agree with that, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of coaches are asking for interaction as opposed to, you know, Mitt's dad, special teams, and special teams 7 30 every single morning. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's very early. First meeting of the fucking day. It is very early. It involves everybody on the team except for like the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. That's so there's a lot of miserable motherfuckers in there. So if you don't keep that thing light, you know, like if when Tom was speaking, I don't shit talk him sure. in the middle of that thing or ask a question. You got people snoozing, not right. paying attention at all, kind of drifting away. So I think what Aaron doing is quizzing them. It, the other guys who are young, that Jets seems young. Yeah. Very young. Jets very young. It says it keeps you like on your toes, like keeps you attentive and in there. And I think they're experiencing like, hey, we have a shot at this now. Mm-hmm. And they all can feel it. And imagine if they fucking pull it. Could you imagine, Aaron, if they go and win a Super Bowl? Oh, he'll be a show? fucking king. Most impressive Super Bowl. Just the way he will talk about that mm-hmm. will be. And I know there's a lot of people that said the Jets haven't won since the 60s. And, <laughs> you know, Aaron uh, doing all this bullshit. And when I was getting cheers at Madison Square Garden, they were saying, oh, there's a honeymoon phase when they go three and one. We didn't. Okay, I've mm-hmm. never actually done that in my career. Right. Even my worst years, we win nine, yeah. ten games. You put me on this team, and we're all doubted. We're all counting out. We're the Jets. I mean, that's what Jets are. And then, obviously, first year there, we win the fucking Super Bowl. I win the MVP. And then, <laughs> yeah. Like, listening to him talk about it afterwards, he wants to do that. Yeah. He he would like that to happen. Absolutely. And he feels like he's all the way invested and enjoying it. Congrats to the Jets. Seemingly a great start. Yeah, yeah. and Stefan Diggs not being there for Buffalo. So, Huge for the Jets. Wow. So let's stick in the AFC East. There's an update on the Stefan Diggs situation. Adam Schefter is reporting that Stefan Diggs' agent, Adisa Bakari, said his client is in Buffalo, has been in Buffalo since yesterday morning, took his physical, met with the head coach and GM in the past two days, and the Pro Bowl wide receiver will be there for the entirety of the minicamp. Now, let's go to McDermott's quote from yesterday. <laughs> it is very concerning that Stefan Diggs is not at minicamp. So, none of this makes sense. Hmm. Seems to be a bit of a clusterfuck, miscommunication. But also, maybe McDermott and them did not look at his Instagram to be able to articulate the feelings uh, in which Stefan Diggs was feeling. True. <laughs> we hope that this all gets squared away. If he's in Buffalo, you would assume that's good oh, news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. McDermott being very concerned, not good news. He's trolling? We will keep our eyes on a situation. That's weird. Yeah. McDermott said he was very concerned an hour ago, but Stephon Diggs was there yesterday? Yesterday morning? What yeah, is he? Is McDermott just fucking with us? Because that's also I awesome. Uh, maybe he's just trolling. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very concerned. I'm scared. I haven't seen him. Yeah. I haven't seen his Instagram I see that. It's bad. I heard he had a shin guard on. Uh, well, that's not good. Football. He likes baseball? What is that all about? Yeah, I guess you can't really read the tone in his response. So it could, he could have said it sarcastically, and we're reading it like he's yeah, same way he said he was going to take that shirt off and show you that tank top he had. Up yeah, there. they did tell me he's properly jocked. Though, what if yeah. what if Stephon Diggs walked in a meeting wearing wearing that? <laughs> are those Dario awesome. shoes? You know, what I mean, what if he? <laughs> no, those are uh, Robert De Niro's from The Irishman. No, oh, yeah. close. Add an extra what forty five inches? Yep. Uh, Alexander right. McQueen's. Oh, okay. Hey, wow. Is that a real answer? How much are those? Who's Alexander? How much are those? Uh, um, 18. 
18 to 2000. Jeez, get out of town. Think about that shin guard too, bro. You think they make that fucking type <laughs> well, of money? No, definitely not. That 18 to, to two grand, I, I could see that. Imagine him walking into McDermott's office. Yeah. You know, walking in there with that thing. <laughs> and McDermott goes, where, where, where have you been? What, are we, what, what happened? What is going on? And then McDermott's like, all right, nice seeing you, Stefan. Yeah. And then he goes into the interview and they're like, uh, Stefan digs me and says, I'm very, very concerned. concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what this guy's wearing? <laughs> Go shin pads on. All right, let's get to a break. Stefan Diggs, great football player. Hey, be yeah. who you can afford to be. Yeah. That's true. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is it through and through. Yeah. Let's get to a break. AJ Hawk will be on the other side. We have Ian Rappaport joining us. What does he know from the golf course about Stefan Diggs? Is he there? Is he not what? there? Is he in Buffalo? What? Maybe he's at the casino. What? Could be. Great casino. Maybe Maybe he was out and about. The bars don't close till like 4 or 4.30. Yeah, they rip yeah. it. Went up to Niagara Falls. Yeah. Maybe. Went up to Wild Mushroom. Montreal. Have you ever been uh, out in Buffalo? I'm not a Buffalo guy. What's that? It's awesome. Okay. No? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's McDermott giving his actual answer about Stephon Diggs whenever he was asked about his presence or non-presence at mini camps, in which at some point in here, we saw the quote on the internet where he says he's very concerned. <laughs> yeah, um... Steph is not here. Um, everybody else is here at the current time. How concerned are you about that? Oh, very concerned. Yeah, very concerned. I'm not going to get into And Listen, I respect everyone's, everyone's questions and what they want to know about our team. Right now, I'm just I'm not going to get into, into that anymore. So we'll talk about practice. Happy to do that. Happy to answer those questions. Um, and we'll move forward from there. Hmm. I mean, that's hmm. not good. No, that's no. concerned. Real. Let's get to a break. So what the fuck did the agent say to Chef? He's yeah. there. He did lick his lips after he gave his answer. So maybe he was holding back a laugh. Yeah, but did he look up and to the right, allegedly, because that's when you're creating stuff. Yeah. <laughs> did he? That's what they say. Dateline. <laughs> right in the middle. Body language experts. It's right in the middle. There it is. Uh, yeah, cotton mouth. Maybe, yeah. maybe had an edible. Oh, hot up there, too. What if McDermott's up there on fucking 50 milligrams? He could maybe. be. Maybe. I don't know if he is or not. I'm assuming he's not. But <laughs> if I had Stephon Diggs walk in with a shin guard and tell me he wants to go practice, I might. All right, I guess I'll take it. I got to get on this <laughs> yeah, guy's yeah, level. Man. Fuck it. There's some lightning McQueen's on. Might make sense. Jeez. Alex. Huh? Alex McQueen. Lightning sounds Alexander cool. Alexander McQueen. Oh, Where are those from? Those from another country there? It's look like London. Yeah. Steve McQueen? Yeah, who's Al McQueen? Are those to be worn with pants? Or he's, he's a British designer. You have any of those, Pack? You have any of those? Uh, not that exact one, but I have a pair of. Oh, you and the McQueens know each other? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. I'm into it. Are those sweatshorts? Mm. Bro, he looks so cool. I actually fucking those... love this outfit. Yeah, yeah. It's really... You want a shin guard yeah. in here one day? I could pull that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, oh, yeah. go get a could. shin guard. You should do it like a goalie pad, though. Not a shin guard. He's got like UGG shorts on. That's what those look like. Mm-hmm. Like an UGG yeah. kind of feel. The rings are cool. Yeah, pointer finger ring is so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Put one of those on and a pinky one. You got a bookend on a punch. Mm-hmm. Get you both eyes with some metal. Brass knuckles. I oh, ain't going to practice. We'll talk to AJ Hawk on the other side. <laughs> Where's Stefan? He's in Buffalo. Maybe he's in wings. He might know. Be. Oh, he was in France for so long. He? In Paris. Mm-hmm. He was down in the backyard with Trayvon mm-hmm. doing his thing. Yeah. Then he gets up to Buffalo. He just starts, goes to the anchor bar, just starts housing wings. Got forgets it. time. Yep. Oh, doesn't know he's supposed to be there. Shit, let me grab my shit yeah, guard. Yeah, go to break. Oh, let's go to break. Weather looks fantastic. Joining us now is a man who's normally glowing. 
Oh, yeah. Because inside, he has zero toxicity. No, no, he is the picture of optimism. Yep. He's a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a right. Ryder Cup winner, the current reigning, defending, what? undisputed shout to Paul Heyman, president slash champion of Ohio, mm -hmm. the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, father of 10, multi-time COVID survivor. What? The accolades go on and on because what? this guy might be an alien. Mm -hmm. AJ Hawk. Yay! Steve Jobs look today. You look sweet. What's going on, pal? How are you? Oh, what's up? I think I'm a very positive person. You you made a joke like I wasn't very positive. No, it wasn't a joke. I'm not no. joking, joke. No. I'm telling the okay. truthy truth. That's what I do. Okay. You do. Yeah. You don't make jokes about me. No. Is that no. a new thing? I don't know about the truthy truth and jokey joke? No, it just kind of came about uh, as life is going. Let's talk about life is going. Joker's a champion. What did you see from him last night Man. that made you laugh? What did you see from him that made you excited about the future? And what do you think about the Denver Nuggets getting a chance to celebrate the first ever world championship? I was happy to, to see Denver do it, even though I was – I guess if I had to pick a team, I was probably rooting for Miami more. I knew that they were up against it. It was going to be wow. a tough, uh, hmm. tough sledding for them. But uh, fun to see everyone react to, uh, to Joker and his celebrations and everything. I think the guy just likes to celebrate with his teammates or back home or whatever. I saw the, the video of him dancing back home around a fire like – he still likes to get after it, but I guess probably just not in front of cameras that much. Yeah, he's a private guy. That's yeah, right. very. He's a private partier. Yeah, yeah, no one even knew he had a kid. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, until the playoffs. We've seen that he has a kid. Yeah. Beautiful baby. Gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely. Joker's brothers are there. His lady's there, who he ties the wedding ring around his shoes every single mm -hmm. And then you think about that supporting cast out there in Denver, AJ. I mean, Aaron Gordon was shirtless out on the streets last night with Denver. He and the rest of the boys are on contracts for, for yeah, the foreseeable him, future. Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's two years, and he's like the shortest of the people that uh, need to be re-upped. So that team that is going to be together for some time. I, good news. Great for Denver. And they love each other over there. And when you have a superstar that seemingly is that humble, you can get away with doing whatever. And I think Joker's going to be their guy for a long time. He seems to be pretty rare, right? Not only in what he can do physically and everything about it, but just how he can facilitate everybody else. And he can be that guy that, hey, gets the ball, and he's going to go one-on-one -on -one and isolate. But he also keeps everybody involved, and they know, like, hey, at any moment, this ball could be coming to me. He was pissed yeah. on the bench last night. Yeah, it was sweet. Jamal Murray got up and, like, kind of moved out of the way, actually, whenever he was sitting there doing, da 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 And we've seen, <laughs> him get, we've seen him get pissed off at the refs before. Oh, yeah. And I don't know exactly what he was pissed off in that particular thing because they didn't have captions on it, although I believe at some point AI needs to figure out how we can have everything captioned. Mm -hmm. Okay, need everything yeah. captioned Automatically. so I can read along with it not that youtube doesn't already do it but tv needs to be able to do it with things that are being said even lip reading yep you know what i mean let's start figuring out lip reading mm -hmm. everybody needs to stay on their p's and q's ai can lip read this whole thing but watching him show emotion was fantastic yeah afterwards none no nope. nothing absolutely not champagne he jumped in the pool though he put he uh, took jamal murray in the pool though that was cool yeah. think about how deep that pool had to be for them to be comfortable enough to dive into it at seven feet tall yeah and whatever jamal murray and cannonball after and his, he, with we, his brothers his, with his brothers too on on the court he showed it like yeah. yeah i i bet you when they got home oh yeah you, you can probably tell they had a no really good time no behind closed doors yeah so maybe that's why he was so upset about thursday oh he wants because he was like mm. thursday 48 hour i'm gonna be hung over so <laughs> thursday fuck fuck parade. i gotta go home i gotta go home yeah well parade in serbia
There's a there's a video too of him in Serbia last year when he got the MVP and like the Nuggets surprised him and showed up at his house in Serbia and he's like crying and everything. So he does care. It's just he he didn't show it and then all his interviews are just hilarious. Okay, let's pivot to the NFL because we'll have Ian Rappaport joining us in about a minute. But let's go ahead and set the stage. Stephon Diggs in Buffalo, not at mandatory minicamp. How concerned are you, Sean McDermott? I'm uh, very concerned. Uh, why is it happening? I'm not talking about it anymore. Okay. I'm very concerned. He's not here. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is here. He's not here. I'm not happy about it. Right. And Schefter's reporting at his agent saying he is there. He did the whole thing. He met with the GM, met with the coach. Sean McDermott would be like, what, 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 what's going on here, AJ? Just early thoughts on the situation that is brewing in Buffalo as we speak in the offseason, which doesn't really matter, but kind of maybe does. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely means something. I just don't understand at all the situation. The fact that I don't think the coach is trolling. I saw you guys say, oh, maybe he is trolling. After watching the video, I don't think that's the case. Here's Sean McDermott answering the question about who's at mandatory minicamp, who's not at mandatory minicamp. Why is Stephon Diggs not here? Here's Sean McDermott's answer to it all. You let us know your thoughts on if he's okay with everything that's popping off. Yeah, um, Steph is not here. Um, everybody else is here at the current time. How concerned are you about that? Oh, very concerned. Yeah, yeah. very concerned. Yeah, fucking not yeah. happy about it. Not the best. I'm not going to get into and listen. I respect everyone's everyone's questions and what they want to know about our team. Right now, I'm just I'm not going to get into into that anymore. So we'll talk about practice. Happy to do that. Happy to answer those questions, um, and we'll move forward from there. So the PR guy telling him, hey, you're going to get asked about Stephon Diggs. And coach is like, I'm just going to tell him he's not here. I'm concerned. Stop asking. Yep. Like, well, that's probably not the best. That's what I'm I'm doing. Too bad. All right, I'm going in there right now. That's what I'm going to say. This is a whole situation now, you know, and they're going to have to answer questions about this. Every teammate's going to have to answer questions about this because of the way it was kind of unfolding here publicly in the middle of June. June 13th now. Mm -hmm. We got a little bit of drama on a team that we think could go win a Super Bowl back, man, Jones. Yeah, and he just signed a deal. I I don't understand why why he wouldn't be there. Um, It's not like he's holding out to get more money. Um, He got four more years on his deal. Um, Maybe he forgot. Maybe it was the photo shoot. He forgot what. Maybe he was having a uh, buffalo wing. Uh, yeah. What the hell? Maybe he was jumping through table. Ooh, yeah. Okay. What the hell? He was going ram jam through a table. That's why he had the shin guard on. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Makes more sense. He's, yeah, that's how he was doing. Joining yep. us now is a man who maybe has more answers. Just got off the golf course as if, you know, he doesn't golf enough, but we do appreciate the fact that he takes time for his own little mental sanity and gets on the golf course. Smart. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the weekly wrap up of the rap sheet and friends, us being a friends, he being a rap sheet. From the NFL Network, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Rap yeah. looks so cool yet again. That C on your chest. Fresh. What is that for? Columbia? Uh, Columbia, yes. Yep. My alma mater. Is that one of these? Is that a... Um, I played in a golf tournament. Uh, I played terrible, but on one hole, I was closest to the pin, so I got a free shirt. Hell yeah. Nice. Wow. Hell yeah. There, there's Ian Rappaport all juiced out of his mind on a... On a rowing boat, a yep. crew boat, in which he wasn't the best because he was the most heavy. Mm-hmm. And they actually say, you taking steroids is making our team worse. It's like adding <laughs> an anchor to a boat. Well, but-, but we do appreciate you committing to the explosion that it takes to kind yeah. of do this whole thing. Thank you for joining us. There's a lot popping off right now in this mandatory yeah. minicamp t- uh, uh, conversation. In Buffalo, 
They're going to go win the Super Bowl. This team. Von Mueller is back healthy. What? Josh Allen's still there. What? McDermott's still there. What? Bean's still there. What? They add Leonard Floyd. They pay Ed Oliver. They have everything going in the right trajectory. Then all of a sudden, mandatory minicamp pops off. And Stephon Diggs, a guy they gave five years to just a year ago, yep. with four years left on his deal, who had a little bit of conversation drama at the end of the season, is not at practice. But then his agent tells Schefter he is in Buffalo. So did he get confused? Is he eating wings? Why is he not at camp? What's McDermott saying? What's going on with Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Beals as we stand right now, Tuesday, June 13th? Well, first of all, let's get to the most important part. It is basically impossible for Stephon Diggs to not be on the Bills this season. So, like, sometimes we have drama where a player will want to be traded, want a new contract, want different things, and we'll say, like, and we've talked about it, like, Daniil Hunter, Buda Baker requested a trade. There's a couple of them. Stephon Diggs's contract, because of the way it's structured, is essentially untradeable, right? And he's also, mm. you know, everything, I guess, could be money, but he's making $24 million yeah. this year yeah. based on the new $96 million deal he signed last year. So this doesn't feel to me like it's about the money because that is a whole lot of money, but there's definitely something. I mean, remember last year, he left before talking to reporters against the Bengals, I think it was. Was there was some sideline stuff, and I hate to do the be the sideline body language guy, but there was definitely some stuff. There was some cryptic tweets. There's a little some sort of frustration going on. And again, like Diggs is not going anywhere. But if he wanted to show them, like, just so you guys know, all is not 100 percent well. This is a way to do it that doesn't really hurt anybody. Why is his agent telling Schefter that he's in town, but he's not in the building? Why is McDermott saying he hasn't seen him? And then the agent saying, no, you've seen him. Is he, he, is, is he going to a casino in Buffalo? They, they got a good <laughs> bar scene. Oh, yeah. they do have casinos Mad in Buffalo. Right? Yeah, great they casino. got a casino. I haven't been. Great. Buffalo is a great time. Their bars don't shut, essentially. Their, their bars pretty much say, Oh, really? Now we're talking. You know, you want to mm -hmm. – oh, really? Let's see. You want to go to a four? We, you got <laughs> sure. it. Let's, let's see if you can make it. That That's kind of what they do. And Niagara Falls is very close as well. You just drive yeah, off the nice. road a little bit. It's a great time. I mean, R Buffalo – The wings really are great. Like, I, if, I know you're joking, but if he was like, hey, look, guys, I'm going to Bar Bill to go get some wings, I would be like – you do use Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and I don't know if Sean McDermott would say that because the he would say the wings will be there whenever you're not at practice. But why why is his agent saying that? You think what is the what's the angle of that? that? Um, I don't know. Um, it's hard to imagine everything is as well as that. And I saw the tweet. Um, it's hard to imagine everything is as well as that sounded. Now maybe he will be there. Maybe the reporters will go out in the field. Diggs will be there, and we'll say like, all right, cool. But Sean McDermott is a pretty straightforward dude. He basically says what he means all the time. And if it sounds like he's concerned, then I would imagine he's concerned about something. Um, so there's plenty of time to get on the same page, whether it's targets, whether it's something with the connection with the quarterback. It, again, large deal. Miss a mandatory minicamp. Yeah, there's big yeah. fines that could come yeah. from this oh, entire yeah. thing. Implications. Little, little fines. Little fines. Yeah, it's uh, – hold on, I have it here. Let me see what I mean. Like I mean, 16 it and 32, it's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, 30 Yeah, and then 90 – yeah. Yeah, 90. So 16, 32 Not plus, and then up to 99 if you miss all of them. Man. So, like, it's a lot for some people, but if Stephon Diggs was trying to send a message, missing one day of minicamp is a way to do – I just – I would – he is a very well-spoken, very smart, very effusive guy. I would like to know from his mouth – what is going on? And if there is something, what is it? Because sometimes he has said it. 
He is an effusive fucking guy. Yeah, he's he an is. effusive yeah. son of a bitch. Everybody says that. The uh, effusivity oh, yeah. coming out of that yeah. guy's boards are just maybe the most <laughs> effusive out. things we've ever seen. His IG yeah. post was full of effusivity. Yeah, so much effusiveness yeah. just yeah. kind of flowing through. Really? It. It's so hard much. not to yeah. double tap the photo with how effusive every photo is. For sure. Yeah. And that's yeah. why he's killing the Instagram game, and that's why he's trying to articulate his feelings through there. Mm -hmm. Here's one of them. You know, he's trying to articulate his feelings. No shirt? No, well, he's still got denim, 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 though. He's properly jocked. I wouldn't wear a shirt either. It's his next photo that makes you go, is he half in, half out? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's trying to articulate uh -oh. feelings. It's the same post. And then the last one that is our favorite one by far is this one, because yep. is he saying, I'm tired of taking it on the shins. Mm. I got to wear these shin guards. Why is everybody attacking me? That is an old school. Wait, what is that? That's not a catcher shin guard. What is that? It could be cricket, it could be deck hockey, yeah. could be a catcher. I mean, it could be anything, to be honest with you. You're wearing Doc Martens? Well, they're Alexander McQueen's, you fucking oh, swine. Uncultured swine. Oh, my bad. Those are 1800 to 2000 bucks. Yeah. Good Lord. You don't even know Come what you're on, looking man. at. Ian, they could show you greatness and you'd be confused, pal. Seems mm -hmm. like that's what just took place. <laughs> but what is it then? You know what? Like, have we had any? He doesn't like how what many times he gets the ball? Yeah. I mean, it's... The money part to me, always start with money. I, I don't see that here. Again, like he's making so much. They've paid him. He signed an extension, talked about wanting to be there his career. So it's hard to imagine that. I, if he was going to be traded, where would you honestly rather be? Like there's maybe like one or two teams that are kind of with Colts, Buffalo. Mm, Welcome to I the don't Colts think either of those are problem. Um, definitely the Colts. Get the ball, AJ. Okay. I mean, okay. Jets would be fun. Yes, Jets. Yes, Jets would be quite fun. Yeah, Not for fun the they're having, but awesome. for the Jets. Did he take his physical, Ian? Do we know if he took the his Bills physical? paid him too much to get traded? He's not going nowhere. You can't. You cannot do it. You can't do it. So, may, so the only sort of evidence we have, or whatever, is his cryptic tweets and then the sidelines conversation with Josh Allen. So maybe they're not on the same page. Most receivers want the ball a lot. I assume he wants the ball a lot. Um, it's either way, what's going to happen now is a conversation about what is wrong with Stefan Diggs and how can they make him happy and how can he be happy. I assume that's probably the goal here is so everyone knows like he's not happy. Let's figure out which way to make him happy. I would also say that Sean McDermott is very good at setting expectations and managing personalities. I imagine this will be fine, but this does at least a little bit to me, feel like what happened at the end with the Vikings. I'm yeah, not saying it's, it's yet, tough. Tough not to make that comparison. Like tough not to just because, you know, in Minnesota, it was like, yeah, this guy hates everybody here. Mm -hmm. you know, paid very, too. very clearly. And Bean even said, yeah, it seemed like there was something going on. So I gave a call and said, hey, you want to get a, mm -hmm. you guys want to make a trade? They did. He ended up with the Beals. So like optically, that's how the deal was pretty much yes, made in yeah. there. Uh, so hopefully they're able to figure this out. He's a hell of a football player. Speaking of good football players, good, Connor. Yeah, Rapshi D-Hop coming to New England. Should I expect the tweet from you today, tomorrow, maybe Thursday? And is that also why we're uh, cutting James Robinson and a couple other guys? Uh, I don't think James Robinson has anything to do with that. Um, when he signed, I mean, this is not the most important part, but I'll get through this quickly. When he signed, his deal was redone a little bit to take away his either signing bonus or guaranteed money, um, I believe because of the physical. Because, you know, he's had some knee issues, I believe, because of the physical. So when they released him, basically they hadn't paid him anything. So I don't know for sure, but my guess is it has to do with that original situation. 
hope it's okay, but it has been, you know, I know there's been certainly been some questions about the knee uh, with James Robinson. You're not going to see anything from me today or tomorrow. The visit starts tomorrow. Whoa! Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh. Are you sure about that? Are you sure? Might be Thursday. Schultz report. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it yeah, up. Yeah, starts tomorrow into Thursday. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. There's a little source off. John J. Hopkins will visit the Patriots on Thursday. This comes after what I'm told was a successful visit. So you're saying, yeah, he will visit on Thursday. Uh, also on Wednesday is what you're saying, yeah. Rap? Yeah, so he'll fly, fly in Wednesday. A lot of times they'll have like hmm. either go to the facility, you'll have dinner. Like the Patriots do not do a lot of visits at all. So just that this visit is happening to me is extremely noteworthy. This would, I know we talked about this before, but this would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, the money, the money would have to be right, but I will say this. DeAndre Hopkins has a lot of options. He is an extremely good player. Him and Dalvin Cook are the best players by a lot available right now. It is hard for me to imagine that he would take a visit without thinking that the money could be right. Like I'm not saying there's a deal. I'm just saying there's no way he takes a visit. He hired an agent, well. right? Yep. Hired yeah, an agent. agent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keldon Crenshaw. Pats yep. have the cap. I like that they did that, by the way. Uh, yeah. Lamar did that deal, huh? That's fun. Hmm. Everybody's getting agents. Yep. Right. Okay. Right now. Ain't that right, Ian? Isn't that kind of what it felt like? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it, yeah. it's <laughs> good. Think? These are hard deals. You got to make sure you do it right. Hiring an agent is a good move. Yeah, not yeah. every Lamar, agent's good. Not every agent's good. There's shit Not every agent's good. There's shit and agents out there. And not everyone needs to have an agent, but free agency is hard. Agreed. Um, and having an agent is good. I agree. Um, and that good agent but, having a yeah, good, no. we got to make sure. Yep. Is there are bad, everybody just yeah. acts like every agent's a good agent. There are some fucking dumb, terrible, bad business agents out there. Yeah. What? That is a real thing, rap. Yeah. And what we've also learned is that when a player doesn't have an agent, and I, I do not mean this in a bad way at all, okay? What? So don't. This is not going to be bad. I'm wearing a Columbia pulled Spit it out, okay. and Spit it out. Player doesn't have an agent. Teams make sure that they treat them more than fair. They make sure that they treat that they don't like take advantage of the player. I will say that the deals seem to be sure about that. What? Bend over backwards to be fair. What? Now you're laughing. Why would that sound uh, bad? I already no. said I didn't mean it to be bad. Uh, why would we uh, take that? So you're saying that it's it's easier for players to make deals with teams than it is with agents because the teams are bending over backwards. But then you're saying uh, you need an agent actually for free agency. What do you what do you what do you say? What are you saying here? It seems like you're t- you know what you're doing with that Columbia thing on. It seems <laughs> like you're speaking somehow out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Done it. I knew as soon as I said it, it wouldn't make sense. And you're like, oh God, there's going to be silence after this. No, but I understand what you're saying. Like whenever Baltimore was dealing with Lamar, it's like, hey, we got to deal directly with the human here. Mm-hmm. He has to be back yes. in our building. Like we're not talking to an agent who can then dumb down what we said or how rude it was yeah. and kind of put it out there. You know, like you got to be a little bit more delicate in those situations when yeah. you're handling business. I understand what you're saying completely. But to your point, if you have a good agent, not every agent's good. Okay, that is something that just like every not every mom and every dad is good either. Mm-hmm. Like everybody just like, oh, that person did uh, was rude to their mom. It's like, well, the mom actually tried to steal from the kid. You know, like there's there's a lot of that type of stuff that happens. Not every agent is good either. Like I think that is kind of like a thing. Like, oh, I'm an agent in the NFL, and people just automatically assume, oh, this is a good agent. Then you actually start talking to the person. It's like, this is a dumb motherfucker. Actually. This guy is not this a person good agent. Is not a good agent. Right. Like, no idea. And they kind of make a bad name for the other agents that are actually good. Yeah. And there's some rules that are yeah. actually in place 
place through the NFLPA to protect bad agents yeah. and so that players don't even know that they're with a bad agent almost. So that's an entire game in of itself. But I am very happy that D-Hop got an agent yeah. and is able to navigate this free agency process because he seems like he's the cock of the walk right now. Yeah, big time. You know what I mean? Like Dalvin Cook, I don't know how many visits he's taking right now. But wide receiver position. But you got... Sprinter vans, yeah. Tim McGraw things happening. Right. You got an entire like, hey, cool. welcome to Tennessee. And I assume Bill, who doesn't do a lot of these, never. You think he's going to put him in a fucking Toyota Camry whenever he gets there? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, there's going to be a good recruiting uh-huh. visit almost, right? In there. I mean, I I would imagine it is. Now I am curious. Like, does Bill send a? Does he send a limo? Does he send a? I don't know what people. Not limos. I mean, I'm incredibly Bill worried. Show, Bill is going to call. Just yeah, show up and is like. Uh, does Bill show up in an Escalade and he's in the driver's seat and he's like, hey, dude, hop in there. Like, Bill driving an Escalade is cool to think about. The older ones, though, not the newer ones. Yeah, the old ones. The yeah. old ones that are more I can see him as a Land Rover guy. Really? Old school, kind of cool, but a little quirky. Super cool. Yeah. With the top off, like almost like a F4, I think is what they're called. Like the uh, old school Ooh. Jeep Land Rover oh, thing are, you're I mean, talking about. Those are Extra cool. Yeah, I mean, I can see Bill that. pulling up in a safari cap on. <laughs> Pop in, bitch. Yeah. yeah. You got, you I'm going to take mean? you through the jungle. That's awesome. That's amazing to think about. Go ahead, AJ. Ian, do we know uh, after his visit in Tennessee, like, how does it usually go? Do they do they make an offer to his agent? Do they talk to him about, hey, what it could look like if we brought you here, what a deal might look like? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, I it there is some sort of, I don't want to say negotiation, but at least an idea of like, all right, Here's what he's kind of looking for. Would you guys be in this ballpark? Because what nobody wants to do, nobody wants to waste anyone's time, especially in the middle of June when I think most people would rather be doing what I was doing today, which is on the golf course. Like, you don't want to waste time. You want to be up front. These are people that you're going to be dealing with agents and sometimes players. You know, you want to deal with them straight up. So you would say, like, hey, what we can afford is around this player or around this figure. And if you don't want that, do not visit. But if that's something that could be close, then let's talk. And so if Hopkins is t- going to take a visit, he's going to know the team's going to probably be about where he wants to be. And again, that's why, like, to go back to your point, like, I don't know how imminent anything's going to be with Hopkins. Like, could something happen Thursday? Yes. Could something happen right before training camp? Feels to me more likely, but we'll see. Um, he's going to know coming out of there, like, all right, I have a pretty good idea of where things stand. Guys get out of buildings and not sign deals on a regular basis, it sounds like. So him not him not getting a deal done in Tennessee and going to New England doesn't mean that Tennessee, although he saw Tim McGraw no. and had the Sprinter van, doesn't mean that that is not a thing that could still potentially happen. No, I didn't expect him to get a deal. Because it makes sense. Like, if he's even considering the Patriots, you know, unless they're going to give him $20 million a year, like, he should take the visits. He should have more information to make an extremely important decision, not less information. Bill Belichick's not golfing, by the way. I'm serious. Yeah, no no you chance. Said. Yeah, it, most guys rather be golfing right now. He's a good now. golfer. No, he's a fisherman, okay? Yeah, he's out on his boat, He also remember? plays golf. Oh, yeah, he did have that story with Brady when he's they played in golf Pebble Beach. And he was hitting off that uh, yeah. ditch. Oh, so maybe Beach. Bill was golfing. That was a long time ago. What if Bill comes strolling in off the golf course he for might. D-Hop and says, you know what, why don't we go out on a golf course? Yeah, yeah. might. Well, and he has one of the, my one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite Belichick things is let's say like Tom Curran or someone would walk into a press conference Bobby. and Bill would look at him and note that he was wearing golf spikes and like call him out for like thank you Tom for making time in your schedule between <laughs> golf and this to come show up at the press conference. What was, shoes. what was the one he did? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Tommy's living his own life. Yeah, I, I mean, he had another eighteen to do on the other side. He yep. was 
breaking some record, I assume, at that case. The only time we've ever seen him genuinely pumped is when Boomer came in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Chris Berman yeah. comes in. Boomer. Boomer. Yeah. Oh, he claps for what do we do? Grace us yeah. with their presence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like very pumped about that. Bill Belichick. I can't believe you got to work in that whole world. I assume it hardened you as you've gone through your entire career of being one of the NFL's finest insiders. Pac-Man has a question for you. Justin Jeffrey reported today. Um, anything on his deal or getting something done um, with his new deal? Who did? Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Nailed it. I, uh, yeah. Shoot did not know who you were talking about. Uh, yeah, he did Justin Jeffrey again. I thought it was. A, no, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, did. yeah you did. I think you did. I thought it was maybe a D tackle. I, I had not heard of. But Jefferson. Can you guys leave Pac Man alone? Let no, no, it's a part of. No, oh, part shut up, Rap. Yeah, why don't you say I, I got question? Him. Okay. <laughs> You know what, Rap? Pac-Man needs I, you I to back. talk shit, Rap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, He's got your back. Anyone's got your back, it's this guy. Hell yeah. Like, Rap and Pac, the Rap Pack. Oh! oh. Like Parnak. Let's go. Parnak, yeah, congrats to your horse. Yeah, hell yeah. You Appreciate weren't there for it, but hell of a win for the horse for sure. I watched on YouTube. Oh, congrats. Oh, wow. Hero, hero. Cool. Me too, me you too. You see what happened wow. to those two other horses? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> what does the name mean? What does Parnak mean? What happened? Is that can uh, rap backwards? Which it is. It'll take me. I'll have to write it down to look. Um, we already did the research. You want to yeah. the Columbia, huh? Yeah. What's the Parnak I'm name? not good at backwards. What's that? What's the Parnak The anagram. Uh, I forget. It's French. She's French. Okay, well, speaking of forwards. Oh, wait, hold on. No, hang a salami on the lasagna hey, hog. It's about the exact same forward mm-hmm. as hey, it is back. Uh, so on, this is what I just got from the Bills on Diggs. Oh. He was here yesterday. He was here this morning. He left prior to the start of practice. Whoa! Okay. Had a reservation. Did he meet with the GM and owner? Didn't they say he met with the GM and uh, coach or whatever? Yeah. I mean, I guess if that happened, happened, it was before. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so let's let's talk about this then. Pretty interesting. So the Adam Schefter tweet, go ahead and pull that up right now. Adam Schefter said this, okay? Adam Schefter tweeted that Adiri Bakari... Adisa? Adisa. Adisa Bakari, the agent, said that... uh, Forget it. He said Stephon Diggs was in the building yeah. and had met with the GM and the head coach in the past two days, and he will be there for the entirety of minicamp. What we are now learning via Ian Rappaport mm. is that that meeting happened before the first practice. What? Then the first practice happens. Afterwards, McDermott is asked about practice, and this is what McDermott says after meeting with Stephon Diggs earlier in the day. Oof. And then realizing that he had left the building, this is what McDermott had to say about the Stephon Diggs situation. He basically had to go on and say, "Yeah, um, Steph is not here. Um, everybody else is here at the current time." How are you about that? Oh, very concerned. Yeah, very concerned. I'm not going to get into and. So he basically says there he's very concerned. So the meetings went terrible. Is that what we're expecting? Like what could have happened there, Ian, you think, just as a human who's been around the NFL for a long time? Does not seem like whatever he – does not seem like whatever he wanted went well. Um, But, again, I don't understand, like – if you're, I'll say this also. If you're going to be emotional, June 13th is a good time to do it. Not saying he's emotional, but if there was something he didn't like, this is a totally fine time to do it. I'm sure this is all going to be fine. But again, like when Sean McDermott comes out at the press conference and says it is concerning, 
I trust him that he is concerned. And we know that he met with him before then. Yeah. Yep. So he's very concerned yep. after hearing him talk wow. and talk to him. I am very concerned. Yes. That feels right. like a pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Bills, let's figure this out. Hey, let's figure go. We got a Super Bowl to go get. Oh, Bills. Okay, and back to we appreciate you for doing that. We know you have to go. Justin Jefferson no, deal. Good. Is that going to happen? Um, okay, so that is, you know, obviously that is something that the Vikings are working on that is hugely important for the Vikings, for Jefferson, for the receiver market, honestly, for every young receiver out there. You're just hoping that he's going to do a great deal, and he is a great player, and I assume he is going to get a great deal. Um, so it's something they're working on. He is not, you know, I, the fact that he shows up at minicamp, I'm not surprised. He is not a... I didn't expect anything less. Not a drama-filled dude. Um, I did not expect anything less. So he's there. No issue. I'm sure they will continue to work on it. You know, there's a path to getting this done, and it makes sense for everyone to get it done because, again, he is awesome, and these are the guys that you are dying to pay. And they also just got rid of Dalvin Cook, you know? Yep. So it seems like with some of the moves they made, they know that they're going to have to pay. They'll have it. Kevin O'Connell and Justin Jefferson have been great together thus far. We assume that it will only continue. Congrats to them getting a the deal done. And Stephon Diggs' watch will continue to happen Uh-oh. by Ian Rappaport on the television, NFL mm-hmm. Network. We can't hear what, this, uh, what you're saying. Please get to the bottom of this for us. I, I'm on it. I mean, theoretically, I'm on it. Go splunking. Yeah, get yeah, in yeah. there. Get in there. Get in there. Turn the light on. Boom. Is that the thing with the caves? Oh. Yes, kind of. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. Yeah. yeah. That guy's deal. Sometimes. He drops okay. effusive. Hey, that's the, that was a great word. This is Stephon Diggs' situation seems... Bigger than what we thought. Yeah. yeah that's big. Concerning. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. Because at the beginning of the conversation, Ian Rapport's like, he's wanting to make a statement that he's not happy about something. Now he's made the statement. He's very smart. He's very effusive. He understands what's going on. So now it starts the conversation about what he's not happy about. It's like, turns out what we just learned, the conversation that he was not happy about already happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he left the building. And then Sean McDermott was asked about it later after the, he was the only one in mispractice. And Sean McDermott goes, yeah, I'm very concerned. That's wild scene up in Buffalo. I don't like this. I've heard the Buffalo culture is great. Everybody we yeah. talk to yeah. loves yeah, the locker room, loves being yeah. there, loves their coaches, loves everything. I mean, they had a guy that was dead. Okay, mm-hmm. came back to life, back in there practicing. That's a feel-good story. Everybody Great. in there celebrating. Vaughn Miller was hurt. Defensive player of the year before. Multi-time Super Bowl champion. Love He's back in there. Poyer, he uh-huh. got he's back yep. in there. Uh-huh. Josh Allen, back in there. What? More motivated than ever. Mitch Boyd, we just talked to the fucking center. Love the guy. Yeah. Everybody talks about how awesome the culture is. And now all of a sudden, you got like one of your best players, and he's seemingly on the odds here. Oh, yeah. Huh. What the hell is going on with Stephon Diggs in the Buffalo Bills, A.J. Hawk? Well, okay, he met with the GM and head coach before minicamp. Now, I would assume every player on the team is not meeting with the head coach and GM before minicamp. I don't think that's a normal meeting time for everybody. So whatever, I wonder what, what was the intent of that oh. meeting? Like, why did they have it? And then what happened during the meeting that caused him to say, see ya? What if they told him and they wanted to give him a heads up that, hey, you know, we might sign D-Hop. How do you feel about it? And he was pissed. I think it's the opposite of that. I think that's what he wants. Because remember there's that quote. You think Stephon Diggs does? Yeah, because there's that quote during the offseason. I forget who he was talking to. It wasn't the shop, but it was some show. And he was basically saying, like, I don't know what more we can do. Like, we've, we've 
made it this far multiple times. We had a great season, you know, in the regular season. I don't know what more work we can put in. And then you look at what they've they did on offense. Like, yeah, they drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round, but he's a rookie. And then the I think one of the only other positions they added to was the running back because Damian Harris is there. And then they lost Isaiah McKenzie. Like yep. him and Gabe Davis are both great. But then look at Cincinnati. Look at you know. KC, look at the Jets now. The Jets have added so many guys, and Buffalo kind of hasn't done what maybe he wanted them to do. I don't know. You think Stephon's worried about never being able to win? Yeah, you need three. So you think that's what Stephon Diggs is saying to him? What if Stephon Diggs told McDermott, I don't think you guys can ever win here? And then McDermott's like, yeah, I'm very concerned. Uh, that's guy just took a shot across our bow. Yeah, pretty both, much. Pretty much took a shot at all of us. Uh, so <laughs> we, we, aren't very, we aren't necessarily thrilled with how this is all going. No. But I, I do, like, will we ever learn? I, well, I there's know. no way to know, but is it possible that it's not football-related? Like, it could be, like, a mental health thing. Like, he's kind of got that cryptic uh, Instagram post about, like, trying to express his feelings like, is it possible that he went in here and, and was just kind of like, hey, my heart's just not in it right now? I don't know. Pac, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, the pictures, like you said, one foot in, one foot out on the outfit. Yeah, yeah, that articulate his feelings. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's all we can take from him. That's all we can yeah. take. Like, I, I, obviously, he's not happy. Um, I could say he wants somebody else to help win. I could say um, that he wants the ball more. There's so many things that we can go nitpick and, and pick at. But I don't know. It's very, very interesting. But I will tell you this: you got to have three dogs to be really going at this thing on offense. Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. If Stephon Diggs wanted less balls, more weapons, that would be like the most backwards wide receivers pissed off at team right. thing in the history. That don't make sense. Uh, you go. And that's not really his M.O. because that was his whole thing in when you know he was having the outburst or whatever on the sideline during the playoff game was like, throw me the fucking ball. Right. Like, give me the ball. I can, I can help us win. AJ, what is it? Why don't you tell us? Come on. I wish I knew. I mean, honestly, could it be? It, has their offense drastically changed this offseason to where he doesn't like the direction it's going? I don't think so. Dorsey. Yeah. Dorsey. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, is he worried? Ken okay, Dorsey. I'm not the number one option on every play. Like, what what could it possibly be? It you has know, to be some kind of, hey, where are we going? I need to, we need to all be on board. Yeah, you're, I don't, after meeting, I'm very concerned. He's, he's very concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've yeah. heard him. Like, he, yeah, he met with the GM and he met with the head coach. Is that two different meetings? Is that one meeting? Now I need to Ooh. now I need to dive into Never logistics. Because if it's two meetings, he carried that same energy into two different rooms. Yeah. Right? We have a full conversation. Yeah. Not going right into the other one. Hey, this is how I fuck you. All right, I'm out of right. here. So if it's one meeting where he meets with both of them and then they kind of have a convo and that goes in a way in which he didn't expect or he didn't like or he didn't appreciate, so he decides to leave to let him know that he's being serious. And then all of a sudden, though, you would think that McDermott would just say what most coaches say. is like, ah, we're working through some stuff. It'll all get figured out. We're good. Yeah. But instead, his initial reaction, and maybe they had a bad practice too. Remember, he's calling plays for the defense. Yeah. Yep, so he might sure. be a little bit pissed about yeah, how practice went whenever he gets onto that microphone. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we saw Stephon Diggs on here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very concerned. I'm not talking about it. If you want to talk about practice where our defense got fucking cooked, I will certainly talk about that. Like, there's so many little things that, you know, could it could be. Yeah. So, and all of them are, are like telling a different story at this stage. Yep. Because if well, Stephon Diggs is walking into two different meetings mm-hmm. and both of them are like, 
Not good. Huh? And they didn't resolve, and they didn't resolve it throughout those meetings. And and he takes off and he leaves, and he knowing left. that he could be fined. That's what's concerning. Yeah. yeah let's call. Let's call Sal Capaccio. Let's yeah. see if he answers this. Well, yeah. That's why I like the note, like the fewer balls. Uh, obviously, as a competitor, he wants more. But like, why would you say that to your defensive head coach and the GM? Like, wouldn't that be a Josh Allen and Dorsey conversation? Yeah, dude. I don't. And then what if he did talk to Dorsey and Dorsey said, "I don't want to fucking." Yeah, then that would <laughs> make sense. Because yeah. uh, yeah, what happened down yeah, in yeah, Miami. Well, and the, and the way that McDermott said that, that's why I thought, like, okay, maybe he's he's worried about the person and not the football player. Me too. Player. Well, that's he, right. he, my, he, that was my initial thought. I, I thought he would – if it would have been some mental or something like that, I think he would have said something different more than, like, I'm concerned that he's not here. Yeah, because remember, McDermott has shown to be a very empathetic coach. For sure. Yeah. Right? Very empathetic With coach. With the whole DeMar Hamlin situation. Yeah. So I guess when he says he's very concerned – he could be talking about him as a player, as a human, I mean. Right. Yeah. But then I think he would have softened it, right? Well, and, Don't you think he would have yeah. followed up with, like, a, very worried about Stefan and everything he's got going on? But we'll, just him not saying we're going to work through it right. and get there is a weird thing. Well, and the agent, pretty fresh, the dude, agent. Pretty fresh on his mind. If they had just gotten out of the meetings that day or yesterday, he's probably trying to process it, too. Like, what's going to happen? What's he going to do? When, when Once again, right after practice, and he is calling plays, and he is a – Competitive human being. I mean, yes. you know, like, I guess we kind of got to judge the. This is wild that we're talking about the Buffalo Bills this way. Vacation's yeah. like three days away, too. You know, like, everyone's ready to pack their bags, get out of there, and take a little break, too. Yes. So he's probably thinking, man, I got a lot on the other side here, man. Like, this, I thought it was going to be a nice drama, you know, filled Fourth of July and have a good time and come back and let's hit it. Yeah, you're hearing. In that parking lot on that last day, oh, if it's sports cars, two wheels, it's already, and then if it's SUVs, four wheels, <laughs> squealing out of that parking lot, and you're like, oh, that must be the players. It's like, no, yeah. no, that's the coaches, yeah. that's coaches, that's the front office, and that's the players. Right. I mean, that is everybody getting the fuck out of here, and now Bean and McDermott, what are we? Yeah, mm-hmm. so we got a deal. Let's play golf. This yeah. whole thing, damn it, we couldn't get that guy better shin guard. <laughs> <laughs> Thing. <laughs> His agent did say he's going to be there for the rest of camp, right? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. why, if it is mental, the agent's kind of burying him there. No, his agent said he'd be there for the entirety of camp. That's he already missed I mean. the first He's day. in right. Buffalo. He's got a, his plane isn't getting back so until after this thing's yeah, over. Maybe he was just saying, like, oh, yeah, he'll be in Buff- he'll be in the city of Buffalo <laughs> while they're at camp. <laughs> yeah, what are you He's doing? not going anywhere. He's, he's actually hosting. Show up. He's hosting an event. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 2 o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. Please, can we get him there? Sal Capaccio is calling us back. He is at training camp right now. I assume there's a lot of this going around on the side by the media people. Yeah. Yeah. What did, did you hear the uh, newest reporters they met before practice what? yesterday and then he got pissed and very concerned. Yeah. What happened? I mean, not a lot for us to talk about. Josh Allen threw the ball 85 yards. So, right? <laughs> Savon Miller seems to be all the way back. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy not here and he's not happy. He's, he's an important guy. They just got paid. Yes. Josh know. Allen, great practice today. Hey, where's Stefan? That's every. Yep. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's the entire thing right now, AJ. Yep. That's what sucks for the players. And that, that obviously the coach He's very concerned because, like, you're right. We talked to a lot of Bills players, the coach, GM, everybody. They have a great thing going. The culture is awesome. And right now, this little blip in the radar, whatever's going on with Stefan, like, they don't want it to continue. I think they want to figure this out quick and not let it drag on through the summer. Josh, why don't you have a little get-together at the house tonight? Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, yeah. Josh. Vaughn. Come on. Bring Vaughn. Get Stefan in yeah, there. Bring- this is for Stefan, though. Yeah. Let's right. yeah. do some high-fashion Birthday shit. party. New, yeah, new girlfriend <laughs> and some yeah. of her friends, Yeah, maybe. bring Haley and yeah. a couple, you know. Bills were tired of this. They were, they were, they were ready for a new season too because they dealt with a lot of stuff last season. A lot, the most mm-hmm. probably in the history. Yeah, yeah.
If you talk about just the grand scheme of off-field stuff they had to deal with while trying to accomplish a goal that 31 other professional operations are trying to accomplish as well, they had to deal with a lot. This is a whole other added ball game. When Sal calls us back, we'll continue to chat about it because he'll have more information. Speaking of more information, I learned some stuff about a particular play that could have changed my entire life. Oh, no. The Indianapolis Colts were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, 2014. 13. 14. 14. 2014, Indianapolis Colts, Pittsburgh Steelers, prime time. Mm -hmm. Lights are on, Heinz Field. One punt, pass, and kick at that field as a kid. Yep, yep. I was announced champion there as a 15-year-old punt, pass, and kick. Everybody sees the Andy Reid video and everything like that. I go out on field, hawk ball real far, okay? Real far. Hell yeah. Get a nice cheer from the Yenzers that stuck around during halftime, then go grab beer. So not necessarily <laughs> our people now, but certainly a group of people didn't sure. grab beer at halftime of the game, and they cheered loudly. I dunk on upright as I'm going off there. First Steelers game I could go to. Tickets tough to get to. Had a blast. Dad was there. Dad loved the Steelers. It was a good thing. I was returning as a professional football player against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Family, friends, whole city there. You know what I mean? Primetime game. Steelers are going to show up. We had a fake field goal. I was, scored, I was supposed to score a touchdown. I was supposed to walk right the fuck in. Yep. Right in. Hey, we're going to practice this thing. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. What? And when we're practicing, there's no blocking out of this play. We're not saying, no, we're not doing this play anymore. This is 100% or Pat's walking in, okay? So when he gets in there, first touchdown, let's all make sure we have a good time here. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. let these people know that we're here to have a good time as well as a score time. And then Troy Polamalu fucking ruined it. Troy Polamalu did something he ain't never done in the history of his entire fucking career. Mm. He lined up on the short side of the field, which is poor technique. Should not be doing that. There's a lot less room over here. Why would you have an overload towards that side, especially with how much space and opportunity is on this side? Troy Polamalu, high football IQ, should never and has never been to the short side. The only thing you can fuck this up, I guess, is if that head and shoulders model mm -hmm. snoops it out and goes right to the place you were supposed to walk in, where we had a double team, a pull, and a push, and literally waltz in the end zone in Pittsburgh. How you doing? Oh. How many points you got? Six of them, thanks. Thank you. Troy Polamalu is finally given the reason why you ruined my life. God. I got Polamalu and Polamalu explained why and how I got Polamalu mm -hmm. on the All Things Covered podcast with BMAC and Patrick Peterson. This is what they call baby Jesus had to say <laughs> about the play that I'll remember for never happening. One famous internet type story, Troy, I want to share with you. We talk about being able to be put in positions to see things before they actually happen. Pat McAfee de detailed his first opportunity to score a touchdown, a career touchdown on a fake field goal, right? And he said everything was a go. He was excited. First opportunity <laughs> to score a, a, a fake field goal, touchdown. Troy lines up in the C-gap, which he never does on a field goal. He I've, sees I've, Troy line up on the C-gap. Got to call a fake off. Pat's pissed because he don't get opportunity to score. He said he still hate you to this day because of that. But what did you see, Troy, for you to be able to sniff out a fake field goal to line up in a position where you never line up in and forcing them to attempt the field goal? Baby Jesus. Well, you know what? I, I saw him on. I saw him too excited on the sidelines. Oh, you saw him on the sideline before he came in. Oh, hey, that is a veteran move. Oh, I tell guys all the time, bro. Patrick. Keep your eyes on the Patrick. I love that you just said that. He's joking, Patrick. Jeez. You know, the funny thing about it is we actually had a, a bad tendency if I was blocking to the field. I'd say. Uh-huh. 
100% field goal block Tennessee was. If we're on field goal block, they're on the hash. We're always going to run into the field. And they ended up being on a hash that was on a, you know, pretty much guaranteed uh, a make field goal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our, our special teams coach at the time was like, hey, man, we just need to change up our Tennessee just once. And I just remember us having that conversation before we went out there. It's like, all right, maybe this is the time to change it. Wow. So that, that, that actually, uh, mm. you know, mm. I wish I would have played some, some lottery numbers with that guest, but oh, yeah. no question. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Legend Great time to change it up. <laughs> hey, the legend of Troy continues to grow. Yeah. Even being retired. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say. So he just, you know, hey, why don't we uh, break our tendency one time out of fucking a thousand of them? <laughs> yeah. A thousand of them. Just choose to do it. And that special teams coordinator, Danny Smith, okay? Fellow Yinzer, mm-hmm. this little chew gumming son of a bitch, this guy, he will have an entire pack of gum in his uh, mouth on the sideline, yeah. and he will chew through it. Oh, yeah. He's been coaching in the NFL for a long time. Yinzer done good, okay? He's been around the NFL. He's back with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Beckham. Guy you'd love to hang out with. Oh, yeah. Love. Guy you'd love to have a beer with. Got sure. a chance to do it with him a couple different times at the Combine. It is electrifying. Weapon. Now, they put a microphone in front of his face once a year, and he gives an answer. <laughs> that is electric. Today, he actually said, oh, I'm supposed to say no. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but, but but also <laughs> kind of bullshit what's going on. I mean, he is through and through just a genuine classic soul. So now that I know it was his fault mm. because he just dropped into Troy Paul Mala's little head. Hey, remember, we got a little bit of a problem, you know, chewing his fucking gum. <laughs> we're always doing that. Somebody might see it. Not this team, obviously, but we're just saying we need to change it for the future. And Troy just... Oh, yeah, he did say that. Let me just fucking go over here. And it ruins my life? Not fair. Fuck Danny Smith. (laughs) Hear me? Fuck him. We don't say a single good thing about that guy ever again. Never. Got it. Can't have it, okay? He's a legend. He's great at what he does. He's funny. He's charming. What? He's a guy you'd love to drink a beer with. Uh He is an asshole. Yep. Right alongside Palomalu, who just, oh, might as well go over here to the short side of the field. So now we have an answer, okay? And I do like the fact that some people read the sideline and they try to get there and... I've been living with that last couple of years because yeah. he said that to another YouTuber. <laughs> he did. He said his aura coming on the field seemed to be a little bit too chipper. And I'm like, I ruined it. I'm the one. <laughs> I'm the one that did I actually did this. And I'm like thinking to myself, yeah, well, I would do that. Yeah, I mean, we're I, pumped. I certainly, yeah. pumped for it. That is something I certainly would do. You know, play cards. I tell people my hand. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got a really good one <laughs> right now. And they either choose to believe it or they don't. Troy Paul Mall is like, oh, this guy's so pumped to come out there. He yes. said that a few years back, I've had to wear that. That's right. The reason why I can't talk shit in Pittsburgh about scoring a touchdown in Pittsburgh against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that some of my friends would fucking die for. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because of my own fault. Now we get the final answer. I'm appreciative of the All Things Covered podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm also appreciative of Troy Paul Amalo being an incredible football player. Yeah. yeah. Just so high level at All Things Football. It is kind of mind freaking as if it's Chris Angel taking people's legs off to do it. I'm not the only person he did it to. I just so happened to be a six-yard waltz touchdown. I couldn't even fathom what quarterbacks had to do to prepare for that guy because it's impossible because he just thinks of everything, remembers everything. Oh, let's just break a tendency here. Let's ruin this person's life. I was on the long list. I feel honored as opposed to hating him. Danny Smith, though, replace him (laughs) right into that thing. AJ, (laughs) that's what I'm thinking. Well, when I was listening to Troy speak there, I and you say Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you worked on it. Is it possible you guys had a snitch there on the squad mm. in Indy? Oh. Someone, someone sent a little text or a little phone call over to somebody in Pitt. Wow. 
<laughs> Certainly a possibility of that, isn't there? You didn't call yeah. one of your boys and tell them, did you? Yeah, the no, enemy no, is in one of your camp. I would never tell them. No. Ever. Because we would tell. Bingo. Yes. Never. Well, here's my question, because you said it was going to be a walk-in. Did you ever, for one half of a second, think, I could take Troy 101? Never. Yeah. Not a single time. Spin move? Not a single time. I saw, saw him get over there. I'm not the guy that should be trying to beat Troy <laughs> Paul Muller. Yeah, I am. Because it was a high-scoring game. It was like 35-17, I think, at the point. You're like, yeah. Eh, yeah, you kick that field goal. You get down two scores. I mean, there was uh, there was a little bit of a quick thought in there, as if I am a fourth-down quarterback, took snaps on fourth-down numerous times, threw a ball as well. So there was that type of thought. But also, like, yeah, I grew up in Pittsburgh. So I've seen the Palomalu. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. I know what he has done. Yeah, and there's a full freakout, obviously. <laughs> what did you say to the sideline just then? Like, so no Chuck, motherfucker, he's Chuck, over here. Chuck came over and was like, we're doing this. And I'm like, Egh. We are not. <laughs> you don't think I want to? So then if that, that video continues in the TV roll, we start jogging up that uh, tunnel, that fob, to get to our locker room. And Chuck comes running up next to me, and the camera actually catches us talking. And it's like I'm telling him, yeah, dude. dude. So every film that you guys showed me and that we saw, like, Troy wasn't standing on the other side, right? So, like, there it is. What happened? What fuck happened? What are you doing? Tom McMahon, what the fuck? I thought you were scoring a touchdown. They all thought I was like a baby back bitch right now. <laughs> they thought I was scared. Like, that's what they, they which I guess I kind of was. But they're like, you were too big at the moment, too big for like, what, what, what do you have? I'm like, go look at the fucking pictures. Yeah, yeah. find up differently. Okay, go, look at, go, go look at the goddamn pictures. A little different game out here, okay? Jeez Louise. And then I go into that locker room, I hold my head. Yeah. I hold my head. Bummed. Heartbroken. I'm, I'm supposed to have a goddamn mother. Yeah. yeah. At home. What happened, Pat? <laughs> Troy! Palomalu! Bull. We don't we're not mad at Troy anymore. No. Danny Smith yeah. is the guy. Fuck him. You got angles over there, man. You got an angle? Yeah, sure. I could get the pile on, dude. No, I'm supposed to go right up. Man, yep. He would have dude, he would have just Yeah, they would've they would have kicked him out, right? He would have so quickly just and then Olaid probably did he, he, did he through, rush, right? rip the ball off of my hand, out of my hands probably, <laughs> you know, and just kind of do it. Yeah, the protection too. I mean, they're coming off the short side, which I guess you're used to, and you call out or whatever what the heavy is. But like, this is... What if you, could you check it to the strong side? I mean, geez, look at the field. Yeah, could you imagine? I guess we would have had to then change... Just got to hook that end, get that end hooked, and somehow get somebody up to the backer. I don't know yeah, who Danny. the wings are, though. The wings might be like a tight end who's never pulled. So, like, every every once in a while, you only got a few guys on the field that have blocked people before. Yeah. Like, actually moving people. So, like, that's one thing if you're, like, looking at special teams if somebody's going to run a fake. Like, if normally the right tackle is on the left side... Oh, there's probably something popping off. And that tackle is probably one of the only people that actually can move and block or has pulled. We ran a fake the opposite direction against the front that we weren't supposed to run it uh, (laughs) at a time we weren't supposed to either. And the guy that was supposed to pull had never pulled before because we had to check it to the opposite way. And it was almost understood that the guy couldn't pull. What happens if it happens? Now we need it. Mm -hmm. And he got tripped. I I actually, I ended up jumping it. Like, you know what I mean? So there's a full... Anyways, Troy, you're a good football player. Yeah, way to go, Troy. We get it. Let's get to a break. This show would be much cooler if it was hosted by a guy that had touchdown. <laughs> Might do good. You could still just say, like, yeah, I was thinking about giving him a shoulder to chew on, but in that situation, I just, you know. Who am I to show up? Yeah. Andrew Luck in the offense? Yeah, you kidding me? We're down 18 at that point. You, you need me to come out there? And... Yeah, you, you don't want to ruin it. Am I playing running back the rest of the game? <laughs> I start doing Jerome Bettis, too. Yeah. <laughs> friends wouldn't be your friends anymore because Troy's their favorite player. He made him look dumb. Dude, Troy, 
he was such a legend in Pittsburgh for so long, oh. just being a psychopath out there. Yeah. Like, oh, who's the psycho? Oh, it's yeah. Paul Malou, dude. Mm-hmm. He was so good at football. Play without a seatbelt. I mean, him at you. Every play. Every play. Every play, he's praying, and then he's going 400 <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah. And then he's picking himself back up. Ugh. All right, here yep. we go, God. <laughs> Do it again. Yeah. Get another one. And then he's just figuring it out. It's what a what a machine. What a thank you, Troy. Thank, thank you, Troy. Troy. Thank what you did for football, not what you did to me, asshole. No, sorry. I don't think that about you anymore. I think that about Danny Daniel. Smith. All right, let's get to a break. We have Richard Jefferson join us in this hour. To oh yeah, it's Sal. When? Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Let's there do we now. go, Sally. Let's go, Sal. This will be good going into the break. We'll be able yeah. to chew on it a little mm-hmm. bit. I'll let you on it. What? I'd like uh, to do on it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> hey, do whatever you got to yeah, do. Just own it, Diggs. Just own it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we were saying it. this whole time. I'd like to on it. Ladies and gentlemen, joining <laughs> us now is... <laughs> 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 Me too, Diggs. Me too. The, uh... <laughs> joining us now is Paisano, who has covered the Buffalo Beals since he was in high school. That's right. Mm-hmm. He is the Buffalo Beal. If you were to think about Bills Mafia, what? who would you want to represent him? It is this magical man. Not he's on the radio and on the sideline. He, they believe he's a writer as well and on the news. What? Ladies and gentlemen, Sal Capaccio. Yes, Paisano, thank you for making time. I know you're in the middle of work. Let's dive right into it. Stephon Diggs came to the building, met with the GM, met with the head coach, leaves the building. They have a practice. Coach McDermott in press conference after practice says, I'm very concerned about the situation with Stephon Diggs. That came after a meeting with Stephon. What happened in those meetings? And where are we right now up there in Buffalo? This is the Bills. The culture's good. We're on a Super Bowl run. Now we got a bunch of drama seemingly, Sal. Yeah, some drama they don't need here, right? Drama this organization, this team doesn't need. There was a lot of uh, a lot that happened last year at the end of last year, you know, off the field, on the field, from weather-related issues to DeMar Hamlin, of course. This team was, it went through a lot. And this is something that they've tried to avoid as many distractions as possible. But this is one big distraction happening right now at One Bills Drive. I'm inside the field house right now, guys. I moved in here. I was out at practice a little while ago. They're wrapping up. We're going to hear from Josh Allen shortly, and we'll find out Maybe some more clarity on this. When was the last time he talked with Stefan Diggs? I can confirm to you. I know this. Stefan Diggs is here in Buffalo. He was here last night. He was in town yesterday for, you know, physicals or whatever they do before uh, training. I'm sorry, before mandatory minicamp. And I can also confirm to you, he showed up here today. He was here today and then he left before practice. That was obviously before Sean McDermott spoke to us and then said, I'm very concerned. We don't know what's going on. This is a player who has a very large contract. There's no contractual issue here. I've never really seen anything like this. It's kind of bizarre. Um, I will uh. tell you, though, as you've probably seen, there's been some reporting from Adam Schefter and others that his agent, Adisa Bakari, has said that he will be here for the entirety of minicamp. Well, that's today, and he's not here, so I guess that means tomorrow. So what's the atmosphere like at practice? Does it feel kind of weird because of this dig situation? I mean, it does from a media standpoint, I think, of like what's going on. We're all a little confused. Like, how do you go from, you know, we expect everyone here, everything seems to be good, to not being here, one of the top players, not only on this team, but in the league. Um, I think from a player standpoint, it's not, you know, I'm sure, you know, Pat and others here on the show can attest to, you know, you're out there to do your job and it's mandatory minicamp and you can't worry about those other things. You got to do what's best for you to make sure you're ready for the season. And when you're called upon, do your job. And, you know, there's a sense also of there's some guys getting reps who wouldn't normally get reps because Stefan isn't here because we know when he is, he's going to be the number one receiver on this team. So I wouldn't say it's uh, it feels any different on the field when I watch it, but it certainly kind of feels different just around the 
the feel when the media is talking a little bit and trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, and now, just like you said, Josh Allen's talking to the media, every player is going to have to answer questions. And it feels like the only thing we know, and they probably know more if he's been in the building now a couple of days but hasn't shown up to practice, and although McDermott's very concerned, I will be excited to hear how the teammates feel about the whole situation because seemingly that locker room is a very tight one. The only thing we've really heard from Stephon Diggs outside, and you can tell us if we're wrong, is he posted on Instagram that he's trying to articulate his feelings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the only way he knows how. To get what he's going through. Yeah, what way is that? We don't know. Well, I mean, we can start because to we touch don't... the tea leaves a little yeah. bit. You know, there was one photo where he had the jacket, where uh-huh. he was obviously halfway in it, halfway yeah. out of it. And then there was a photo where he had uh, shin guards on, you know. And we didn't know if that was him feeling as if he's what? taking it on the shins. You know, is he taking Ooh. it on the shins? Has there been like, has he gotten blamed for stuff? Is there anything we haven't heard <laughs> of uh, out of the Stephon Diggs? Why he and the Bills or Bills Mafia and stuff? Why would there ever be anything, you think, to lead to this moment if it's not contractually? It's a good question. I have not seen these until you guys have been posting here. I'm looking at them now as I do this with you um, because I've been out at practice. Um, Working. You know, Stefan's Stefan's a different kind of guy, right? I mean, um, he is super ultra competitive. I will tell you this. Make no mistake. This man wants to win. He wants to win in a very, very bad way. That's something you can never deny from Stefan Diggs. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. He goes about it a different way. I think that's the genesis of what happened um, on the field in Cincinnati last year, being demonstrative on the sidelines, the video capturing it all. You know, he left. He you know left pretty abruptly after the Cincinnati game. He's a captain. He let, rubbed a lot of people wrong. Like here's a captain, a team leader after they lose their final game of the season, a game they didn't play very well, and he left. Um, so he's always kind of march to his own drum so to speak this seems like one of those situations where he's doing that again um but i think he's also a guy that's so wrapped up in winning so emotional that he probably needs some time in his own way but it's time to come to work right it's mandatory minicamp actually obligated mm-hmm. and this is this is what makes sean mcdermott quote very concerned to me yeah. which is it's time to come to work it's time to be here with your teammates and you know hopefully that happens tomorrow he didn't post those photos today. Those from a few days ago. But yeah, got you. I'll be excited to hear what the teammates have to think. And it sucks that this is what the teammates are going to have to talk about. Same with the coaches and the personnel. But we appreciate you, Sal, covering it all. We can't wait to hear what you say next, pal. No, thank you, guys. And uh, I appreciate you giving me a call. And sorry, I, I couldn't get on the trigger right away being out there. We got a lot of rules here at practice. Sal. We'll take a FaceTime call Sal, while out of Sal. practice. Do not apologize to us ever. We cold called you. We actually said, we want to cold call Sal. <laughs> Let's get yeah, Sal. Yeah, let Sal out here. We appreciate you answering and making time for us. Ladies and gentlemen, Sal Capaccio. Yeah. Sports. Are happening as is fashion. If I can put that. On my resume, Mm -hmm. I am doing the same things that high fashion people are doing. I'm protecting my shins, and I'm looking fucking good. (laughs) Now, I'm doing this, obviously, because the only thing we've really heard from Stephon Diggs is him articulating his feelings on his Instagram. In one of his photos, he was wearing a shin guard, and the shin guard, could that potentially articulate the fact that he's tired of taking it on the shins? I'd like to be my left leg with the Alexander McQueen shoe, not my right leg with the fucking pad on it, because everybody been attacking me. What? I'm sorry I left the game late. Okay? After we lost Cincinnati in the playoffs, I'm a captain. I had to get out of there. I was pissed off. I might have wanted to live in Paris. You know why? Because I got mad respect for the fashion. Mm-hmm. See the goddamn shin guards I got on right now? <laughs> Hell yeah. So what's going on in Buffalo? We don't know. We will have an update, I believe, from Josh Allen, who has to speak to the media here in about 10 to 15 minutes. We learned that from Sal Capaccio. To my left, your right, non-fashion having motherfucker, AJ mm-hmm. Hawk. The talk <laughs> table's here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer. <laughs> Cowboys turn. Diggs is here. And 14-year NFL. Uh, vet Pac-Man Jones here. Boy, Pac-Man. 
Pac-Man, what do you think is happening with Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> he, he tired of taking it on the shin, bro. <laughs> All right. Really get that rest of the show. You do the rest of the show. They're yeah. moving. It's like, you see, I'm stopping so many balls right now, but also everybody's seeing you walking down the fucking catwalk. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember, remember Kanye was fucking, he was yep, wearing yeah. these yep. two yeah. weeks ago. It's the fun days are articulating feelings. These things are talking. These things are doing. Yep. This is my new fucking thing. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> with all the sellout stuff. I was just whack. Yeah. Yep. Whack. Whack. Could have used them. Whack. You can only wear one though. It's just one for fashion. You can't wear both. Kanye well, I double fashion. <laughs> yeah. Kanye did. Kanye had two. Yeah. Correct. You're right. You can do whatever you want. And shoulder pads. And also, how will everybody know? Especially because I like to do this so much. If I do that, then people only think it's on my right leg. You're right. Yeah. But then yeah. a couple hours later, you got to get the other. Boom. And then they know it's on this one. Doubled up. You know what I mean, AJ? Oh, I tell you, you turned around the 360 to get your left leg back. There. Well, that was articulate. The time was passing. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. You know what I mean? Because I want to do that back to back. I'm not a fucking asshole. Yeah. Different timing. <laughs> so weird. This show sucks. <laughs> this is a big deal yeah, going on, though. Huge deal. I love it. You tied it. Hell, like winded. <laughs> winded. I did, I did a Stairmaster this morning. Yeah, that was hey. a foot fire right keep, there. You got to keep yeah. gyrating, man. What do you mean? You got him on. Look at the show. Enjoy shot. the show. Involuntary <laughs> spasms. Yeah, that was happening. I'm very winded. But, you know, there's other stories to talk about. And as Josh yep. Allen speaks about the high fashion shin guards, yep. Yep. we will report. Yeah. Stephon Diggs is a great player. Yes. Very good. Be who you can afford to be plays in this particular role. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. He could be a Buffalo Beal by the time the season starts, and we would not be surprised because of how good he is. But it seems like a lot is going to have to get figured out. We will hear from Josh Allen, hopefully, in the coming moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that Sal- contract must be terrible, too, if Sal Capaccio and Rapture are saying it is impossible. Yeah, what does that mean? It. Stephon Diggs. Is the dead cap so big yeah. that, that they'd be way under the salary? $24 million. Yeah, but like if a team wants a weapon in Stephon Diggs, it's like, you know, Miami was like, hey, give us Tyree Kill. Yep. We'll pay him however much money mm-hmm. we got to pay him. Saying something is virtually impossible these days doesn't seem realistic. Well, well in 24, it's a cap it. I wonder if the dead cap is higher because of the fact that so early on in this. 45 uh, million. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Not going to happen. Can't trade him. No. Does he, he know that? that? Yes, he know that. He's pretty smart. So what's he thinking? He's got thinking, you guys need me to hang my shin guards in this city. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if I don't, you're paying $45 million for those shin guards. Boom. All right, Josh Allen will say something, right? Yeah, I'd hope right. so. Unless that oh, word. Yeah. I'm sure he'll clear it up. Why don't you call it? Yeah, he'll, he'll, Josh Allen said, listen, we're having a gathering tonight. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to yeah. be okay. Taylor's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Who boys. is this human you guys keep saying? You said this about earlier. Who's Josh Allen's new girlfriend? Yeah. What's her name? Haley Steinfeld. That's that famous lady. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who was a part Jared's of. Jared's daughter. Pitch perfect. Whose father? Jerry. No, that's no. Steinfeld. 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 As a T, yeah, as a T, singer slash actress. She's been nominated. Nice. For, she got nominated for an Academy Award when she was like twelve years old. What? what? Yeah. What show? What True movie? Grit. She was uh, just okay. walking the walk for uh, Spider Man. What? what? Wait, what? Recently, yeah. She's about to be a big, big star. Hey, hmm. I'd say she's dating Josh Allen, yeah, seemingly. Shit. But also, I, I did not know of this person's existence whenever mm-hmm. you said it. Haley is the name we got. Yeah. Yes. Haley. Haley. Because mm-hmm. you said it earlier, and I was like, okay, something's happening. I don't know what this is. Yeah, I forgot her name for a second, to be honest. I yeah, just me, said new me as well. Yeah. I'm not somebody that would know her name, though, so she should take no offense to that. Yeah. Very happy for her. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that. Both of them. They're yeah. happy. Actually, you know what I mean? actually, AJ probably knows her because uh, she was in a scene with the entire Packers offensive line in Pitch Perfect. Really? AJ, did you hang out? Nice. No, I was not there. I was not in that movie. She was in Pitch Perfect? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was number two. She was in number three, but, oh. you know, 
What She's movie are you in? It's AJ so was in a movie? No, I was oh, not. He's a Packer offensive lineman. I thought they brought you on set. Yeah, a bunch of Packers no. were in Pitch Perfect too. Clay Matthews, yeah. Bakhtiari, Sitton, yeah. Donnie Barclay. I, that guy went to West Virginia. <laughs> I know. Oh, there's some good. Uh, hey, there's. I'll have to tell you off mic sometimes some stories about old Donnie Barclay on set. He was. In- <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Donnie's the man. Nothing <laughs> I bad. Think we get it. Nothing bad. No, no, no. He didn't do anything bad, but just Donnie's his attitude and how his delivery and what he says. Got the boys going a little bit. Yeah, Donnie's an absolute legend. Who is the model next to him? That was an offensive lineman? Where? TJ Lang? No. Him? no it, oh, that's, that's, that's Jordan uh, Rogers. That's Jordan Rogers. Yeah. Holy oh. shit. So Jordan was in it? He's an I offensive guess. lineman for the Packers? That's an interesting pick. Well, yeah. Clay. Clay was, yeah. yeah Clay had a Clay line had, in it, too, Clay I believe. Had a line. Had a line. Clay sang, I think they kind of sang in it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Clay flexed. I think he had like a cutoff tuxedo on, and he, he flexed his guns. <laughs> Rick Vaughn. That's whenever he was pushing that protein milk, right? Yeah, I think so. That pro- mm-hmm. Will you remember that, AJ? And she's right there. She's uh, right muscle milk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who is she? Which one is she? Burnett on the right, right, under, right underneath Clay. Oh, next to uh, old Re- girl from right Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to the couple. Yeah. Hope they're having a blast. Yeah, because yeah, Josh's relationship with his number one on the rocks. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Seemingly a new one here with the uh, superstar yeah. thriving. Is that, is that what he's pissed off about? You think Stefan's not happy? Oh, no. he had a crush on Haley before. Is that what you're saying, Tony? Hey, boys, let's figure it out. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, we'll hear more from Josh here soon. Joining us now from the basketball world is yep. not only a champion and uh, an absolute superstar, but a pundit who looks great in a tank top. Mm-hmm. His traps are trapping, aren't they? <laughs> every day. Yes, they are. Ladies and gentlemen, from NBA Today, which is shot live yeah. <laughs> every single day, we can't thank him enough for joining us on this glorious first day ever with the Denver Nuggets being world champions as their title, Richard Jefferson. Yeah. Buddy, did you get yelled at? You said you were going to get yelled at for wearing a tank top. Is that what happened? They tell you, hey, you can't do that. Is that what they said? Well, no, I, I just didn't want to, like, interfere with the whole, you know, sexiness that you got going on. So I just, I figured I'd go hoodie. It's it's a little bit more Denver here right now. So I'm, I'm in Denver, rainy hoodie weather right now. Okay, so I appreciate you thinking about me whenever you're coming on. It's very kind of you. Uh, this is your second time on the program. You've crushed it both times thus far. That's yep. right. Let's talk about Denver last night. Speaking of crushing it, what a celebration, huh? Did you uh, get to witness that all night? Obviously, I believe there was, like, a potential shooting yeah. that happened as well, which is incredibly sad and dampers the entire environment. But aside from that, it seemed like the whole city was out there first time world champs. What was it like? It, it was amazing. I, I was very fortunate. I was with Josh Kroenke uh, and his family in their suite watching them. It was an emotional scene for them uh, just because, you know, they spend so much time. You know, the Kroenke's, they they won the Super Bowl, uh, the, the Avalanche won last year, and then the Denver Nuggets, you know, and even Josh Kroenke, he played basketball at Missouri. So he's a basketball guy from that from that space. And so, no, it was great. It was great. And honestly, Jamal Murray, you know, Mike Malone, that entire crew, that entire core, when we talk about good people and good dudes and guys that doing it the hard way and on that journey, they definitely did it that way. And it was it was, it was fun. Shout out my guy, Aaron Gordon, Zeke Naji, University of Arizona guys. They get their picture up in the champion hallway now. So, you know, a lot of happiness for a lot of the guys there. Hell yeah. Go ahead, AJ. Richard, so we expect to see this Denver Nuggets team make a run at the finals every single for the next like eight to ten years. It seems like it's tough to slow these guys down. God, we're the worst. The, 
it, it, it is a tough, it, it is tough to slow them down. But I think the hardest thing now, which a lot of people don't know, and I'll give you guys a little peek, is a kind of like the CBA, right? The new CBA is going to allow for a lot more parity. It's going to be a lot harder to pay your players. And so, hmm. you know, Bruce Brown, he's going to be gone. But do they have a, a, a chance where over the next, like, five, six years, they can win one, two more? Yes. But eventually you start having to play, pay multipliers. Like if you're 50 million in the tax this year and you keep all your guys next year, you got to pay 100 million. That's what's going on in Golden State right now. Uh, so they do have the ability when you got your core guys, but that's where the GM, the owner, it becomes a lot more. Can we just keep exchanging pieces? You know, not to go football, but kind of like the Patriots. The Patriots had their guys and then they just kept exchanging pieces, bringing people in, shipping people out when they got too expensive, doing it through the draft. That's what they're going to have to do. Yeah, Bill Belichick, not a good drafter, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, they, the supporting cast, they kind of build around The supporting it. cast, they build, around, they build around Tom Brady and their key guys, and then they just figure it out around because they got the two horses, in my opinion, that can lead them for a long time. Agreed, yeah. concur. It sounds like that's going to happen in basketball. And obviously, we don't mind that old CBA conversation there because we deal with that a lot here in the NFL with salary cap and everything. So they're going to punish teams for keeping their guys on the roster. So what? So I don't understand. As you were explaining that, I was thinking to myself, like, so teams are not being encouraged to keep their players because they want movement. What is? What is the? What? What? Uh... Well, I, I think they're trying to have a little bit more parity. They're trying to have a little bit more parity, and they're trying to make teams that are trying to load up. And I don't want to quote, quote unquote say buy a championship, but they definitely want teams to be able. It's like there's the uh, same reason why hey, that goes, Green hey, Bay. That goes completely against what we all believe about the NBA. Yeah, because we always assume about well, the NBA outside looking in. They're like, if LeBron's with a couple superstars on one team. And then there's another team that has a couple superstars. That's perfect for us. Prime time. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. We just kind of got all our stars in one game. It's an all-star game every single night that's pretty sweet. much. And then if there's a couple other teams doing that, that's good for the NBA. Sounds like that's not how the NBA is like, nah, actually, we like the, this Denver Nuggets story. We like all teams being good. I didn't know that. That's a surprise, it feels well, like. It, well, it, it's, it's more of like, you know, there was that spike where Golden State was able to bring in Kevin Durant and then all of a sudden the parody is completely gone because they're so talented and it's happened over the course of sports what they're trying to do and again I, I'm not a CBA expert but what they're trying to do is that if there's a multiplier tax so if you're in that tax one two years fine but if you're just trying to pay everyone and keep doing that again Aaron Gordon Jokic is going to make 60 million dollars then then you know there's certain guys that they're going to bring back and then all of a sudden you start looking at that tax bill of a hundred million dollars and I think it's going to be a lot harder especially for small market teams I think Golden State's tax bill is supposed to be $500 million. Damn. Let's take that. Their tax bill. Their tax bill. You're in Cronky's suite last night. Where does that like, go? Sounds like they Who gets that it. 500, Richard? It goes into a pot. It goes into a pot, and oh. it gets it gets uh, uh, spread out for all the teams that are underneath the cap. So you have to look at it. Not only are you not getting a piece of that 30, 40, 50 million, you're not getting that. Then you're also paying into it. So it's like it's a hmm. it's a fun, not fun place to be. Well, except for, you know, bazillionaires paying more money to play. I mean, they got to do what they got to do. I'm excited to see how Denver's able to keep it back or continue to build around this guy who didn't even know he won a championship seemingly from the outside looking in. Yeah. Just having the time of his yeah. life, just not doing anything. I need to get back to horse. What are we doing parade? I don't like this whole thing. Uh -oh. The most humble human of all time, it feels like. No, he, no, he, but I saw your clip where you're just like, he was like, wait, I, I can't go home tomorrow. I have to, I have to stay parade Thursday. I go home Friday. Okay. Yeah. That's him. He just, and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing about him. And it's like, look, 
you have to appreciate that about him. He's a, I, I don't want to say he's the only superstar like that. Tim Duncan was very, very similar. There's other superstars that, that kind of stay away from the limelight. And then there's other superstars that just look for the limelight. So you enjoy Jokic because we're not going to see him in it on, on any commercials. He's not going to, they're going to, they're going to have to come find him in Serbia. That's just him. And I think that that's beautiful about him because you see him, he only wants to play basketball and there's nothing else. And there's something pure and beautiful about it. Okay. Let's talk about the other superstar you've played with so many and i know the boys have a lot of questions and we appreciate your time here live from denver in a hoodie it's raining out there oh man it's because all the fireworks are shooting up there breaking up the clouds yeah 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 that's how it all works yeah Uh, so you played with so many superstars around the league for so long and jimmy's getting killed right because of obviously the internet's gonna let their jokes fly and it felt like jimmy wasn't the same jimmy butler as he had been Jimmy bucket seemingly not in the game last night until the final like four minutes five minutes yeah. where he started shooting and letting everything go is there just sometimes where guys just aren't feeling it like what do you think happened with jimmy throughout a lot of that game why do you think he was so passive when he understood seemingly that he had to be the guy and how do you think this affects him going into the offseason well, look, look, I, I think, look, Jimmy's a stud. I think everyone, you know, if you just base someone's success off of one series, you're forgetting about what he did against Milwaukee, what he did against Boston. I think those three extra games that they had to go against the C's to put them out. Sorry, Kana. Uh, so the, those those three extra games that really no that hurt the Miami Heat because now all of a sudden you go against a rested Denver team you're playing at altitude and I don't think people fully understand the level of exhaustion that you have to play at in these moments that's why that game last night was so ugly the Denver Nuggets say what you want they couldn't make any shots they couldn't they couldn't make any free throws it was a nasty nasty game as a lot of times these closeouts are but ultimately man it's just Jimmy did everything Jimmy left it all out there and that's all you can ask if if you are a true competitor and you leave it all out there so many games yeah you guys play so many so many so many if you win that's like lebron going to the finals what 19 times or something yeah Mm -hmm. like three extra Mm -hmm. seasons nine times however many yeah the amount of games in prime time mm -hmm. those are all prime time Mm -hmm. games that's where stars are made his career his season so long off season then that's eating into the off season yeah Yeah. so short Mm -hmm. so him being that's crazy so jimmy being tired makes sense just the way i was watching way i was watching him play basketball though like this guy isn't human he's just like uh he's a completely different animal Mm -hmm. than last night i was watching the internet just completely forget that he is still him he bucked let's never forget it pac-man has a question for you rj rj um carboyle pope um kristen brown um how important is it to have these type of guys to um play their role in the big in these big games like this oh man it's huge bro like this is what one of the things like listen like they just got a new gm his name uh calvin booth outstanding job he drafted christian brown with his first pick he brought in bruce brown on a very very friendly pick uh uh, contract and then he got kcp so you get those were the three off-season signings how important everyone knows those three guys names right from as a Denver Nugget and what they did in KCP. And it's about starring in your role, man. A lot of people will accept the role, like, fine, I'll do it, or I'm not. And then there's guys that show up that are like, what do you need me to do? Tell me what you need me to do. You need me to do this? You need me to do that? Okay, I'll get the work and make sure I do it. And they brought in three guys that all did it. Christian Brown, this dude won three championships in high school, won a national championship in his first year. And then you bring in an absolute winner. He's a winner. He understands what it takes. There's a little bit extra that winners have. And so you can't compliment their GM and their front office enough for those three picks that all were absolute stars in this postseason. Okay, so in our world, you know, my world more specifically, like, 
like you make it to the NFL, you're obviously very good at football. Even if you're just getting a practice, a tryout or whatever, you've probably been the best on your team wherever you were. (laughs) And then sometimes in the NFL, they're like, okay, we're going to need you to block on punt team. And then we're going to need, which is a completely new, very new thing. You got to learn how to do this in three weeks. You got to do a kick step like you're an offensive lineman. Then you got to throw somebody. Then you got to run 70 yards, just wide open. Every time. And then you got to try to tackle somebody. And then we're going to. Then we're going to put you on a kickoff team as well, kickoff return. All these have brand-new techniques. But that person had been the best football player on their football team their entire life. Then they get to the NFL, and they're like, okay, hey, there's a lot of really good football players here. This is what you're going to have to do. Some guys can't handle that mentally, like ego-wise. Mm-hmm. Some guys don't buy into your point is like saying buying into that. whole. I bet over your career you've seen a lot of guys that didn't get it like, hey, this is how you're going to fucking be in the NBA, or you're not going to be in the Is that conversations that happen? And have you – Oh. Yeah. Oh, thousand percent, Pat. Like, even, look, even me, I went from coming off the bench to scoring 20 points a game to being a 12 point a game start, uh, like starter to being a five, six point a game player afterwards. You have to accept your role. You know, either evolve or die in any sport, Hell evolve yeah. or die. And so it's like, Life like cool. I only played 17 years. I didn't play 17 years because I was like, LeBron James for 17 years. I played 17 years because it's like, you need me to come off the bench. You need me to be a space up guy. You need me to score a bunch. You need me to be a defender. What do you guys need? And I'm going to do my very best to fill in those gaps and then also be a good teammate. So yeah, a lot of guys don't. Some guys, you know, and I don't want to say any names because I don't want to call nobody out, but there's certain guys that like once their career goes to like, I'm going from a star to like a role player, that's not how they want to play basketball. That's not how they want to do their sport. But the guys that can say, hey, look, you know what? I was a star. I'm a role player now. And my job is to support the stars, give them some advice and then support the younger guys because they understand like, wait, he used to be a star. He's telling me some good advice. And so, yeah, man, that's part of the league. And the guys that don't do it, they don't last as long as they should and those guys that get told like hey this is what you're gonna do now love those like la fitness pickup games oh, <laughs> you know because people are like this guy sorry he's on the bench for or whatever and then all of a sudden in not missing yeah not a single all. there's levels to this shit yeah, yeah. It just so happened to be in the nba doesn't get to happen as much in the nfl because it's not as much pickup games yeah true you know for guys mm-hmm. that are like special teamers yeah to go play running back yeah. it's right. like a yeah. bunch of randoms yeah. receiver right. don't get to really prove it basketball you get to which is good news ty has a question for you rj richard every year after the nba finals ends we always hear you know people speculating about all these superstars stars who either want out or are going to probably change teams, and we've already gotten four or five big names who people are speculating are going to go elsewhere. Um, in terms of a guy like James Harden, I saw a lot of people, you know, like he he's one of those guys who it's always like, hey, where is he going to go? He's not happy in one spot very, very often. People are talking about Phoenix uh, and then maybe like them having to get rid of DeAndre Ayton in order to kind of facilitate that whole thing. Do you think we'll see a bunch of these guys, Harden included, move to different teams? And also, like, am I crazy in thinking that Harden, like, he's tried it with Durant a couple times. In NBA circles, is he known as a guy who, great player, great scorer, but he's kind of just never going to win a championship? Well, I think, again, that's the definition of evolve. He's evolved. He went from a 35-point-a-game scorer to then with Joel Embiid leading the league in assists. Like, that's the definition of evolve, right? He's like, I'm not that guy anymore. So sometimes it's about accepting him as who he is. Right now, he's a 20-10 and 10 guy. And that's on, let's say, quote-unquote, the, the, the latter third of his career. I wouldn't say straight decline, but he's still an all-star player. So I, I think for James Harden, I wouldn't say that it's not about him winning a championship. It's just you're trying to figure 
figure out which version of him can you win a championship with. You couldn't win a championship with with him averaging 35 a game. Now understand they went against the Warriors with Kevin Durant and those ballers. So that's not, you know, there's not that much shame in that. But then he's rotated where he's got an MVP in, in Joel Embiid and he's a 20 and 10. I'm going to get everyone involved kind of guy. You didn't win a championship with that. So it's, it's not that he can't win. It's not that that. It's just sometimes you need things to go your way and, you know, you got to put in that work. But there's going to be movement. There's going to be a lot of movement in this offseason, a lot of draft movement, a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, which is the NBA, it seems like, every offseason. Yep. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're talking about Zion. Yeah. Uh-oh. Zion may be on move. It could be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be good. That, that, yeah, Zion's moving things. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, RJ, enough. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Be an adult, please, on this show. Okay. What? What? Yeah, I would never. I would. If you think that I'm the type of person that would crack jokes about someone's personal life, then you don't know me well enough. Thank you. I'm happy to hear that. That's good. Jeez, that's good news. Uh, Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Richard. Uh, we also were watching you yesterday, and it was awesome when you were just shoving your mic into Perk's face. We all got a big kick out of that. Great. Yeah, good work. That was a great show. Good yeah. bit. Good bit. Great bit. Uh, another thing that was kind of hot on the internet last night was kind of the whole jaw situation and. Adam Silver recently said, you know, he didn't want to take the shine away from the Nuggets and the finals in general. But after that, we'll probably, you know, hear the ruling. Are there circles in the NBA that think that he's going to get something like Gilbert Arena Scott when you were playing in the, in the league? Or what do you think is going to happen there? And then also has anyone reached out to him like yourself, like veterans to kind of maybe help him get past this hiccup in his career? Uh, look, I, I can't speak. I don't know him very well. I don't know his camp very well. Um, you know, I, but I will say this. There's nothing like when someone says, like, wait till your dad gets home. Like, that's the one where you're sitting waiting on your punishment. You know it's coming and you're just like, yeah, his team is waiting on his punishment. His opponents are waiting on his punishment. Everybody is waiting. And look, you can say that because there's a competitive stance, but there's also a side of it like job. Uh, obviously, we root for him. You root for any young athlete that gets an opportunity, NBA especially needs once him. talented as him. Mm-hmm. NBA, I think, and truth be told, I think, I think sports needs him because Great. he's such an exciting guy that casual fans want to watch him. And so, I think for me, it's more about like, hey, I just hope he figures it out. That's it. I like, like again, same thing with anybody. We can crack jokes, we can have some fun, but ultimately, I think it's like this guy needs to figure it out. So you just said you were cracking. You see yeah, that? Because I thought he was being honest with us when yeah, he said he would uh, never do that. Uh, Oh, Turns out he was lying. Uh, that's, <laughs> not, that's not what I would do. Turns out you were lying. Right uh, guys, I, I appreciate you guys. I got to run the NBA today, today, live, live today. Live. So I, uh, it's live, I, Hopefully it's you guys will have me on. So it's live. It is live. That's why I have to run. I can't be late. All right. Good luck out there, ladies and gentlemen. Richard Jefferson. Thank yeah. you. All right, man. Uh, so we learned a lot there. The mm-hmm. He didn't tell us about when the John Morant no, suspension no. will come, but the internet was certainly letting the, fly, letting the jokes fly. Yeah, they were ripping yeah. it. That CBA thing for the NBA is very interesting. Yeah, and he was sitting in Cronky's. Uh, sweet. sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the owner, obviously. When yeah. he first said it, I was just, oh, ex-player, I don't know. I'm going to act like I know, you know, because we are a sports program and should know. And then he started talking more. I'm like, Kronk, oh. he's with the fucking owner. He's with the yeah. owner. Yeah. Okay, smart to tell us you're friends with the owner. Mm-hmm. Hey, I like that. But also when he started talking about CBA and are you able, and they basically don't let you keep people. It's like, well, there's probably a good connection there for at least a little conversation. For sure. To hear thoughts about what the future looks like. Because if you're Kronky, a man who's made... An immense amount of cash. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about right now all the time. You're probably thinking about the future 
on a pretty regular basis. Absolutely. Yeah. So they probably know what's going to happen, how they're going to handle it. And it feels like with the way the NBA and the CBA set up, it's like almost like they don't want you to pay your people more and more money, which I don't fully comprehend. But good luck to everybody being with the parity because if it wasn't for teams being built from the bottom and being able to build on you know marble as opposed to sand, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had this Denver Nuggets team. Absolutely. Yeah. And even the you know Warriors team that he referenced, obviously KD comes in and they win a few more championships, but then – after KD's left, he kind of they they still got one last year. So and they they're homegrown. Like yeah, they got a little nuggets. beef right now, don't they? Yes, oh they yeah, do. AJ, Big remember time. Draymond Ooh. Green punched that kid right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. You yes. talked about it. You were on NBA today. Jordan yeah. Poole, yes. You remember? You were like, I don't know how it's going to be yeah. like down the road. Mm-hmm. In the hype video it. for the season. That, it? that was the kickoff <laughs> the entire NBA season. Yeah. Welcome to the 2023 <laughs> NBA season. And then they got, yeah, yeah, big They got like LeBron dunking it, mm-hmm. all the storylines that could be. And then all of a sudden there's a Golden State has some drama. Dun, dun, dun. AJ Hawks face. I don't know how you'd be friends after that. <laughs> Bang right into another thing. Yep. I mean, you told the story of the NBA. Did. That's unbelievable. I don't, I don't think there was any uh, video of me. I think it was just voice. Uh, uh, we all saw your face yeah, when, we heard, mm-hmm. when we heard okay, it. When we heard it. Okay, have they gotten over it? Are they cool? Are Draymond and Jordan so. Poole? Are they Not cool? Not at all. Nah. Well, that's what, they, that's what they were saying was the end of the year problem is that the younger like supporting cast around right. Steph. And I guess Clay would still be counted as the the whole thing. The younger supporting cast would like to kind of remove the older supporting cast. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is kind of our team. Congratulations. You guys helped Steph and Clay before. Change the game. Thank you for your services. Now it is kind of our time to do the same thing. Seemingly, that's how I read the beef, right? Yeah. That's kind of what we heard about. Uh And so so much that Steph Curry actually had to get up and say, stop this shit. Bingo. Dunk it on a bus. That's right. If you don't want to do this. Then he dropped 50, game seven. Yep. Yeah, and won. And proved why people were fighting to be his supporting cast. Yes. Yeah. Then they lost. Yeah. And then they said, well, the young guys don't like the old guys. There's a lot of beef. Are these in the mm-hmm. middle of the dynastic run still? We don't know. And Steve mm-hmm. Kerr was like, hey, this isn't a chance. You can only keep the beef down for so long. Guys not playing together. Mm-hmm. That's right. Beef all over the place. That's yeah. right. People look in the locker room, and guess what? It's divided. GDIs, goddamn individuals. Boom. How about it? <laughs> Big me, little team. Yeah. Tuh. We need to flip that. Yeah, you right? have that. Little me, big team, AJ. It's tough in basketball, man. It's a star-driven league. That's yeah, what Denver it, has. And if you take care of the little things, big things will take care of themselves. They didn't take yeah. care of the little things. Well, they mm-hmm. didn't. And the little things were brewing for a long time. You know, it's like a bamboo. Then became big things. That's right. Just My like it. Boom. One of those shoots. What about bamboo? <laughs> the bamboo shoot. Ladies and gentlemen. Up your finger now. The New York Jets have signed another player from the Green Bay Packers. Oh. Safety Adrian Amos. Oh. He's signing a one-year deal worth Dang. up to four million dollars with the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers was asked, "Hey, whenever you're in practice and stuff, got a good player?" <laughs> Aaron's a good player, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about your scheme as well, with the way you guys kind of run what you do, you kind of drop him in there. I think you'd be a great addition. Yeah. And they go, "Hack it, hack it." What do you think of this guy? Whenever you try, oh, great player. We had him in there. Boom! All of a sudden, we got the New York Packers. Yeah. This thing's really starting to cook, isn't yeah. it? It feels like it's starting to cook yeah. up there, Pac-Man Jones. It's a lot of Packers going to New York. Uh, How's he? How's he player? He's pretty good. He's really good. Um, I, if I had one nick on him, ball skills. He, he don't do pretty good with catching the ball with it when it's in the air. But he comes down. He can play. He can play it from top down. He's pretty good. Look at this. The Jets' defense gets seemingly better. AJ. Whoa. Yeah. They do. He, hey, he. He. How many years was he in Green Bay? Because people love him there. Like that dude. Only two. He was very good for their defense. Though. Yeah. 
he was a Bear, then he was a Packer, now he's a Jet. So it's obviously not his first home. We assume it will be his last home. I think everybody's hoping that is the case. Yeah. But this Jets defense, real deal. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, this is the conversation about they why. They were last year. Yes. They were last year. Mm-hmm. Had a rookie of the year. Yeah. Sauce. Sauce. Great, great name. Yeah. Is there uh, is Quinn and Williams still yeah, holding out? Yeah, I figured out. Yeah, because he's their best D lineman by. Is yeah. he at the main who, Who's their edge rusher that tore his ACL in camp? Like first day, he's back. Oh, well, last year's Lawson. I'm Lawson. Yeah, it was Carl, Lawson, right? Carl, he's Carl. back, isn't he? Brees yeah, Hall's back. back. He, they said he's running twenty-one miles an hour. Yeah, on Carl, the thing. Carl is a monster. Carl Carl three, sorry. Ooh. Yeah, they got a. They, hey, they got a team yeah, over there. Really good team. Still making moves though, too, which I appreciate. Yeah. You know. They're trying to win right now. Yes. They have to. They have to. Right now. They know. Hey, they we know. have no idea. You know, this quarterback it's kind of running our offense right now. We don't know how long he's going to be here. You know? Yeah. yeah. Fucking got to win right now. So if Hackett hey, does you, well there, Hackett gets hired somewhere else. Yeah. No. Salah's like, Thank hey, you. hey, listen, Aaron, just if you want to be the offense coordinator, however long you want to stick around there. Whatever you want. would be great. They said he's just running shit, AJ. You heard that? Feels like it, right? You tell me. Yeah, come on. You AJ. know. I mean, I don't think he's he's not running things. I mean, he knows, has respect for the head coach and the coaching staff, but I'm sure he has plenty of input. Okay. You think Aaron knows this offense better a little bit more than heck. Like, he was in there with his dad when all this – like, Aaron should know this. This should be Aaron's offense. And this is the offense that he has described as beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what he said? He said the West Coast offense is beautiful. There's mm-hmm. reasoning behind everything. Yeah. There's concepts. There's changes. Once you really there's understand. Not mo- there's not movement on every single play. Sorry to cut you off, but he's even said that. Like, can I just get one play without some pre-snap motion? Like he, <laughs> That was his issue with some of what they ran with the floor. Like, and I know that's what people do to confuse defenses, but I think – at times, he just wants to get back to like the roots and what he came in with. Yeah, and Aaron also wants to – like. I understand that some quarterbacks might not just be able to see exactly what the defense is doing yep. without the motion because the motion's big. Like, are they in uh, zone or are they man, man. right? That's like yeah. the most yeah. simple concept for me as a watcher. Like, who follows the running back whenever he comes in? Who follows the wide receiver? Are they just checking off? Then you're immediately knowing they're in zone. If somebody's sticking with it, it's like, okay, they're in man right now. Like, it's just an easy indicator. And Aaron's saying, yeah, can we get one play where you don't – okay, we get it. They're in man, okay? Mm-hmm. Are they in man – quarter though mm-hmm. or they in, like if you just let me look for a second i might be able to figure it out for you that's old school though you know what i mean that's very old school yeah. and it feels like this offense he's going back to that and he has talked very highly of it and he knows it very well do we think that the wide receivers will be able to just pick it up yeah yeah, uh, yeah. i've read a lot of stuff too that's said like they expect yeah. garrett wilson to like yeah. be right up there with jamar chase and yeah. justin jefferson this year like he's poised to have an absolute breakout year. And then Lazard, obviously. He like, got two vets yeah. Yeah, that can teach the younger guys. I mean, the guys that wasn't with him in Green Bay. What if they do it? New York will be bananas. New Jersey will. They're expecting will. to. Yeah, yeah, everybody. That's a, oh, that, yeah. But what if they do, dude? You know what I mean? This is like when I was uh, golfing with that one guy. He was 265 yards out or whatever, uh, around mm-hmm. a bend to mm-hmm. a fucking green. Yep. And then he stops everything and makes a big fucking scene. And then he takes out his fucking club and yeah. he puts it on the middle of the green, like eight feet from the thing. It's like, okay, you were basically forced to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was no other option for you. You duff that. The next 48 hours of your life yep. is going to be tough. Yeah. Like that is literally what you're going to be talking about. With Aaron right now, in the Jets, they know. All anybody's talking about is Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Same Super Bowl, yeah. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Same exact, like, hey, we got to go do this. If they go do it, what an accomplishment. Not going to be easy. Speaking of not being easy, tough to keep teams together even if you've got the greatest culture. Well, that's yeah. the truth. Josh Allen has spoken about Stephon Diggs in his press conference post-practice. Sal Capaccio is on the beat. Josh Allen on Stephon Diggs. I know internally we are working on some things. Not football-related. Steph is my guy. I fucking love him. Mm. 
Great answer. Okay. There was a lot more. Not football related. Not, oh, Here it is. There are some things that could have gone better last year. I think as an organization, maybe we're not communicating the right way. Allen on Diggs, who says there is not a personality conflict between the two. Josh Allen on – okay. Um, Allen says he spoke with Diggs today. We don't want this to be a distraction. He doesn't want this to be a distraction. Mm, well, late. Okay, Too well, late. Yeah. we're already there. This is what it is right now. I'm not sweating. He's my brother, and I love him. Allen on Diggs' situation. Josh Allen asked uh, Stephon Diggs to want to be here. Yes. Well. And that's it. Communication stuff from last year is interesting. Yeah, so interesting. It, like what? This is a Josh and Stephon Diggs thing is what it seems like. No. That's, I mean, that's nah, what. It, nah, nah, nah. I don't know. Then what? There are some <laughs> things that could have gone better last year. I think as an organization, maybe we're not communicating the right way. He does say we, I guess. We're not communicating the right way, but I guess as the organization, in my eyes, when he brings up organization, he's talking about like front office coach yeah. with yeah. Stephon Diggs. Right. Yeah. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. GM. Where are you seeing that it's Josh? Well, it, I don't know. It just seems like he's you know reiterating the fact that he loves Stephon Diggs, and the last photo that I saw of Diggs, aside from his Instagram on a football field, is him looking at Josh Allen. What the fuck? That would, just personally. Now you are a Patriots fan. I am, but that's the taste in my mouth because that's the last thing I was watching. So you are you're a Patriots. Why would he throw organization in there then? Like he, I don't think he said organization. Then he said we. So uh, I don't know. And then maybe it was maybe it maybe we're looking at it all wrong. Maybe the fact that he was the Buffalo Bills were even rumored to be talking to D Hop. You know, was something that Stephon Diggs is like, what's that, bro? Like, what are we, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, maybe, you know? Yeah, but. Was I mean, he there at all in OTAs? Did, did Diggs show up at all in OTAs? Do we know? I, know, I think he was in Paris, bro. I, I, I was trying to follow along. He, he has a really cool Instagram. <laughs> like, why hasn't this come up earlier is my question. I, I think there was rumblings as the season ended. Yeah. yeah. As the season ended, yeah. there was rumblings, but then they kind of disappeared because the Buffalo Beals are the Buffalo Beals. Like, the Buffalo Beals, everybody likes being a Buffalo Beal. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? That's why the D-Hop thing, though, like, look at the last three Super Bowl champs. Like, KC, they have Kelsey, who's their guy, which Diggs would still be, but they still add MVS and Juju, and they, and they added Tony. There's been stories, though, and not that they were looking to trade Stephon Diggs, but, like, there's been stories where players got pissed off because they've been told, like, hey, we'll never trade you. And then it gets reported that they answered the call mm-hmm. and there was a trade thing. Yeah. Maybe there was, like, something where they're like, Stefan, you're a guy. He but... can get traded, though. No, but I'm saying, like, the D-hop thing. Like, I do wonder oh, if, like, I see what you're saying. potentially not knowing that they were going to potentially be looking for another number one type wide receiver maybe pisses him off, but then he goes to the building and he does it. I don't know. Organization, communication. What would they not be communicating with him? All we talk about is how many weapons you need. We legitimately talk about that so much. So why would when – We talk about that. I'm not yeah. number – we're not number one wide receiver. But look right? at the last – yeah, but, but if his contract's untradeable and every right. single team in the last three years who's won the Super Bowl has added guys every single offseason and during the season, yeah. then why would that be a, be a problem? Now, I get – Seems it, like a lot of reason. Stephon's a different – Yeah, that seems – I don't know. Though, like I don't, maybe he is I mean, mad that they didn't get him and they, they're not going to win, or maybe he thinks they're not going to be able to win and he just wants to win. And then why would he go in there have meetings with him? And then the head coach is very concerned when he's talking to the press conference. Was does he have a full presentation on how they went? What that, what the fuck is going yeah, on? That could make sense though because the 
the we com- hope everybody's okay. The yeah. conversation mm-hmm. around it was like, hey, D Hop takes them over the top. And if he, you know, I mean, he's a number one. So he might have been like, oh, like, I'm not fucking good enough to get us over the hump. We need to get D Hop in here to win a Super Bowl. Like, you could maybe see how, yeah. especially given, like, his- that's football related, isn't it? Isn't that football related? Yeah, true. Yeah, but maybe it's like the trust. I feel like you yeah. guys are Or maybe to- he didn't like the way they, uh, they did the whole situation. You know, like, they kind of threw him under the bus a little bit with all the stuff after the playoff game last year. Josina Anderson is reporting that, uh, She's being told the private talks have taken have taken place for a while now between Stephon Diggs camp and the Buffalo Beals. And there was an understanding that the sides are on page, same page. That's why Sean McDermott's comment today caught some off guard. Uh, guard. There's hope that the head coach will give a clarification soon. That's one of two tweets. What else does Josina have? She has this. I'm told the nature of the private talks is not money related, though. The heart of the matter wasn't shared at this time. While a team source said Diggs left prior to the practice today after previous meetings, the expectation is he's returning to the facility per source. Man, hope everybody's okay. Yeah. All right. Hope everybody's all right. Hope everything's okay. Obviously, there's some shit going on. We just want everybody to kind of get back on the same page. Yeah. A lot of money, a lot of production, and if it is any type of miscommunication, let's sort it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's sort let's it. Get to the bottom of it. You know what I mean, AJ? Play let's sort football. it. Let's uh, sit down and talk it out. Let's go to some uh, phone calls on the 500 phone line to wrap up this glorious Tuesday. Let's had a lot of news. A lot, a lot of, of news yeah. today. one 833 433 The dome would be this building that we're in right here, the Thunder. Yeah. You smell me? What a place. Yes, what a place. It is. We're about to get it super decorated, bro. What? Here we go. AJ, right. we're about to make this place not so corporate looking. You know what I mean? Like what? Like what does that mean? Christmas. I don't know. We've yeah. hired a couple of artists and painters and things like that. Oh, sweet. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure we're not getting properly fucked on pricing, but I mean. <laughs> you got graffiti on the walls? What are you going to do? No, nah, just artists like, come in? Oh. You know, artists are so interesting. They are. Because they are they incredibly are. talented they and they artists. provide an incredible thing to the world. Mm-hmm. But also, like, the pricing on it, I feel like, is always going to be interesting. Oh, absolutely. You know, because, yeah. like, yeah. you're putting a price on somebody's craft, which is their time and their effort, yeah. but also their creation. Yeah. And their art and how much is that worth? Their process. And the whole pro the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. You know what I mean? But this place is gonna look pretty sick, I think, this football season. Oh, yeah. People are gonna be calling into the five well, maybe not the five RNG. Well, ah, well, maybe we'll five maybe. Yeah. Calling in the phone line one eight three three four three two. Da dome. I can I am so pumped about this upcoming football season, AJ. It's gonna be I mean, honestly, it is far away, but it's really not that far. How many days, Connor? We are 86 days away from NFL. Until you said what? four earlier. No, 86. Did you say that until it? a game, or is that camp, or is that preseason game? What is that? Uh, that is till the Thursday night football kickoff of the season. Lions, Chiefs, oh, regular yeah. season. Yeah, regular good. season. Regular good season. to know. Not okay. that Hall of Fame crap. No, 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 no. 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 But count. Lo and behold, just like us, we'll do it again. That's right. <laughs> Coming up to that Hall of Fame game, we're oh. going to be so pumped. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. NFL uniforms are on a football field to let's celebrate go. NFL let's accomplishments. Let's the over. Let's go. And that's an XFL game in the future happening in Canton, Ohio, except for Josh Jacobs Bingo. playing, right. which yeah. made us all wonder, what the fuck did Josh Jacobs do? Yeah, that was a nice little treat. It yeah. was. Josh, Josh Jacobs get 20 carries in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was almost like uh, congrats to the Hall of Famers, and also congrats to Josh Jacobs getting to display that he is so much better than all these fucking guys on the football field. <laughs> yeah. right now. That obviously led to us thinking there was maybe some issues between the Vegas Raiders and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Turns out there was. Yeah. Yep. And then he gets back on the field. Now he's a franchise and there's more. So I'll be excited to see how that pans out with him being a superstar. But we're going to do it again, aren't we, AJ? 
This Hall of Fame game, we're going to get so pumped up, and it'll be yes. one drive, and we'll go, this, is, this ain't football. Okay, good run, Hall of Fame. <laughs> and then we realize, oh, we're staring down four more weeks of this mm-hmm. preseason. You're right. Yeah. That's, okay, that's not even really the start. You're right. Like that's We'll have training camp fights. We'll have yeah. all types yeah. of stuff. Highlights oh. coming from camp. Rookie guys going through the bags, throwing the, ball, throwing the ball off of guys nets and stuff. Guys puking all over the place. Yep. Quarterbacks Fight. throwing balls into tiny little nets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hard knocks oh. with the Jets. Yeah, hopefully Can't we get a Jets hard knocks. Mm-hmm. They do not want it. Oh, they do fucking choice. Let's go to Matt in Pennsylvania. Matt, what's going on, pal? Yes, hello, boy. Uh, Pat, AJ, and the boys. Much hello. mana. Much mana. Much mana. Yes. mana. Much mana. All right, so I want to discuss about the Buffalo Beals, as you guys say. You Whoa. know, um, you guys say the Super Bowl window's not closed, but I have to agree with the Dildine, you know, uh, Boston Connor on this. I think it's closing. They've been in disarray for quite a while since the end of the season, you what know? What do you call you? They got beat. Everything know. that went like on in the season, Cincinnati went in and sucked the life like out a, of the Bills Mafia, beat yeah, them like a drum. Yeah, they did. And then you have Leslie, Leslie Frazier leave, and then you have – Terrell Edmonds gone. It's 100 tackles gone. And then everything else that's going on. AFC has gotten way much better all the way around, just not in their division. Okay. Do you think what? the window's closed? All right. Great question. Hey, good points. Great question. Good points. What's a dildine? What, what, what did you call Connor there? Uh, a dildine. D I L D I N E. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what, what is, is a dildine? Is that similar to the O version of dild? It's not a, a a bildo. No, it's kind of like a slang for like a, a dillweed or a dweeb or a dork or something along those lines. Nice. nice. What part of the world says that? It's pretty good. So that's, that's in my parts of Pennsylvania. I'm calling from Potter County, Pennsylvania, Austin, Pennsylvania, about Where's... three and a half hours north in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Northeast? That's eerie. Yeah, northeast. Yeah, I'm towards the Ohio side. That's, I mean, west. That's west. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not Philly. Yeah, west. The Ohio side. Who's the Dildine now, prick? <laughs> Dildine's a drinking buddy. You're your New England Patriot. I met prick. a Dildine today, and he gave me wisdom and fun oh. in a bottle. Yeah. Sounds like you're a hero. Absolutely. I don't know if the cool. same Dildine is the same one as Potterstown or whatever. <laughs> but thank you for the call. Appreciate that. He brought, he brought up a lot of good points. He knew what he was talking about. For sure. Feels like he's very invested in not having the Buffalo Bills succeed, which I do appreciate. Yep. But it is a crazy thought whenever you have Josh Allen as quarterback, which everybody's saying is the mold for what you want, that we're talking about what what is going on over there in Buffalo, dude. All things were good just a week. Just it a, was all good just a, a week, week ago. ago a week you know? Ago. Like it really yeah. feels well, like it was publicly. And the yeah. D-Hop stuff too, it does kind of now I'm trying to think back to before. Von Miller kind of pushed it in the beginning, and then he stopped pushing it. Oh, kind of. Wow. Mm. Are we starting to piece some things together here? Well, because now I'm, yeah, I'm trying to see how the you know. Now you're him. thinking like a fan of a football team, not like of a player. No, no, no. You're no. talking about Stephon Diggs yes. potentially being offended that they were trying to sign D Hop. Yes. Yeah, like, and you brought up like a lot of good points about like, yeah, to win a Super Bowl, you need to have another guy and everything oh, like that. Yeah. But if the team didn't tell them. Yeah, you know, that they were right. potentially yeah. doing. You can see how maybe that's what he got offended by. That's communication, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Here's from now. Here's from um, here's from April. History in the making. Fear of God, Jerry Lorenzo, Adidas, hashtag fear of God. Stephon Diggs, three handshakes. DeAndre Hopkins, two handshakes. Maybe that's what he's supposed to be. Oh. Wow, can't triple stamp, double stamp, dude. Yeah, one emoji down. What's going on? Maybe I care more than you do? Yeah, but see, now that makes me think, okay, never mind. So definitely. Yeah. So what does that have to do with it? Well, he's not going to be mad at D-Hop for, for any of that. D-Hop's not, I mean. Well, then why would he be mad with him joining the team? Well, it's a big difference. He's talking strictly as my production's about to go down. Yeah. 
But he had 120 catches. Yeah, he's still going to catch 100 balls. We agree. We're we just, we're trying to. It's enough. No, I know. We're on your side. No, here. I know this is, this is an open forum. I just don't understand why he'd be mad. Diggs also like this tweet. I do believe. Thank you, Arizona. Always love. And it's him shaking the hand or giving a fist pound to Devin Booker at an air, at a Phoenix Suns game. And it's him posing really cool. Chandler Jones probably put Mac Jones through the desert. No, he was on the Raiders. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. Still in the desert though. But in the future, he would put Mac Jones through the ground. Mm-hmm. Remember when Chandler Jones took Mac Jones and said, oh, "Get over here! Yeah. Yep. Don't try to tackle me." It's an inside job. <laughs> Boom. Kobe Myers went to the Raiders after. It was always an inside Boom. job. Boom! You won't be cheap shotting me. What do you think? <clears throat> it was an inside job. What do you, you like? You, most things these days. You muttered some, Myers. Oh my! You muttered some things. Kobe Myers who threw the ball is now a Matt Jones dirty Raider. player. Oh, yeah, well, I don't. I'm not. That's not what we're talking about. Right. Okay. If we want to talk about that, we can. Your darn kick on a slide. Yeah, just yep. slide. Oh, yeah. He, took, he took the shin guards and said, "I'll oh, get no. you there." Oh, and then he wasn't able to get him. On. Wasn't able to get him with the shin guard. <laughs> so then he put this thing up, and he actually did one of those. Remember? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He did, a, did I get your ding? Did I get your he ding? The bears. <laughs> oh yeah. Good toe point. Thank you. Yeah. Good ding. That really clips him at the end. That's yeah. the, that's what gets him. He really clips the tip at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Why was he kicking nice. people in the dog? I don't know. That's just how he plays, and I, I can't say anything about it. It's just what he does. If he's on my team, I would like it. Yeah, I just, you know, it is what it is. You would like God, it? God, it feels so good to take a knee with those on. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about it is I can't feel anything. It feels like I'm still standing. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. I'm like still standing. Go lay some tile. Yeah. I'm, yep. Maybe carpet. I'll yeah. Bang that carpet into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Get that knee going. Mm-hmm. I'm scuffing on my shoes that the Herbstreit family bought for me. Oh, no. Let's go to fence. Let's go to mate in Pittsburgh. What's going on, mate? Hey, how you doing? Long time listener, first time caller. Love the show. Hell yeah, mate. Hell yeah. What's going on, pal? Hey, just want to send a little RIP to a sports legend in Pittsburgh. Mr. Stan Saverin passed away. little shout-out. That's all I got. Yeah, you're right, mate. Thank you for calling and reminding us. Quite a bummer yesterday is the name. Stan Saverin was announced dead yesterday around Pittsburgh. He spans on a microphone for basically everything Pittsburgh-related. Had a Pittsburgh show. Beloved by everybody. Nah, not everybody, I guess, but everybody understood and respected the fact that he represented the city of Pittsburgh in beautiful fashion and sports world. And the world will miss him, as will Pittsburgh. Yeah. Rest in peace, Stan. Hell yeah. Thank you, Stan. Stan. Hell yeah, Stan. Thank you, Stan. I apologize to Stan that I'm wearing these shin <laughs> guards. <and> no, this, <laughs> nobody's going to so take it serious. When you so started it. Nobody's going to take it serious. They won't appreciate him. Stan would. <laughs> Rest in peace, Stan. I do yep. fucking appreciate everything you yeah. did for my Godfather. Yeah, sure. Godfather you, of Pittsburgh. Take a step forward then. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's sitting up in heaven with Denardo. Yep. Yeah, he is. Denardo and Stan are up there. Mm-hmm. We do appreciate you, Stan. I do apologize that I have these fashionable shin guards on in the middle of this. You didn't, that was, I wish that this was not the day that we had to do this. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Rest in peace. Sam would have respected that. Yeah, yeah he would have. One more phone call here before we get out of here on this glorious Tuesday. Let's go to Nick in Maryland. What's going on, Nick? What's your problem, AJ? Hey, Pat, boys. How's it going? Keep it moving. Nailed it. Uh, had a question about uh, Odell Beckham reporting to uh, mandatory minicamp today. Um, just wanted to see what you guys think of this upcoming season for the Ravens, uh, especially their offense and uh 
Do you think they can overpass the Cincinnati Bengals this year and win the division? Oh, I was going to have Pac-Man kind of break this down because, you know, he probably knows Odell Becker uh, better than all of us because he's probably played against him a little bit. Odell Beckham really changes that team over there. And do you think that the Baltimore Ravens are back in contention for the AFC North with your Cincinnati Bengals? Of course Odell changed the team. Um, with the things that he can do, and you can move him around outside in, um, having the quarterback back, um, I think them and – the Bengals will probably be the winner of What about of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers? I don't think Pittsburgh will be talked about this year as far as winning the division. Odell Beckham went to the Los Angeles Rams and corrected every narrative that was potentially out there about him after he left New York, goes to Cleveland. His dad makes a video about Baker Mayfield seemingly looking him off, even if he's wide open as the number one wide receiver. Cleveland lets him go and says, yeah, we understand you're going through some shit. We don't love that we're locked down here either. They would move on from Baker. All those coaches would go on to dap up Odell Beckham Jr. when they saw him in the future. And every teammate OBJ has ever had has said they fucking love him as a teammate. When he went to Los Angeles, McVay said, hey, listen, you're one of one. I'm going to get you a touchdown every single week that you're on this team. So much so that in the Super Bowl, Odo Beckham Jr. was the game plan. Mm-hmm. We want to win a Super Bowl. Let's feed this dude who can throw tuds and obviously do everything else. He became a whole new conversation until he tore his ACL in the middle of that Super Bowl. Mm. Now, tearing his ACL is such an interesting thing because he was playing this entire season and all these highlights that we're seeing him in right here with an already partially torn ACL because the previous surgery that he had didn't take. Uh-huh. It wasn't a full... Uh, surgery. So in the biggest moment in the Super Bowl, the surgery that wasn't full ended up being an exposed whenever the whole ACL tears. He's back better than ever. Going to be a weapon. Lamar Jackson's probably super pumped. AJ. Yeah. Well, it will be fun to watch their offense with Lamar and Odell. I hope they do some crazy like pitch it back to Odell. Lamar goes out, catches a touchdown pass. I hope to see all of those kind of things, but I still feel like since he is the head of the class in the AFC North. Yeah, and you are obviously a Cincinnati Bengals fan, mm-hmm. I think, naturally. Yes, I'm very biased, of course. Pac-Man yeah. is as well, so yeah. we have a lot of that. But it's for good reason. The team is fucking remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey Burrow looks cooler somehow than he's ever – he's somehow Joey Burr-er yeah. this year. <laughs> somehow it's gotten even better. <laughs> but I can't wait. You're right. Odo Beckham Jr. under center with Lamar running back or whatever, mm-hmm. or wide receiver. Oh, yes. They did that last year with uh, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Injuries idea. Yep. Yeah, they did. He under center – Lamar actually hands on pads running back. Pitch option. Eh, was it option? I don't remember if it was option or pitch. I thought it was a toss. Yeah, whatever the case. He actual running back Mm -hmm. lead cut, got a couple yards and up there. And they do that strictly because they say not bad for a running back. Mm -hmm. But with Odell Beckham Jr. being able to throw as well as he can throw, run as well as he can run, and Lamar, Munkin can get real creative. You can get real creative for that. Are the Steelers scared right now? Ooh. Actually, no, I'm actually very, very confident going into this year. Very, very happy with it. I don't know if that's the case, Diggs. Doesn't sound like it. Oh, you said you put a little bass in your va- uh, voice. Maybe I'd listen to you. That's this guy's fucking problem. I don't have bass to put in my voice, okay? No, I'm very, 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 very confident. I mean, Pac says it takes three wide receivers. Uh, sure, Ravens now have one, so congrats on that. Uh, Bengals lost Mark both their Shark. safeties. That'll make their fucking defense really good. We'll we see. got Luan Marmo. That is right. That, Holy yep. hell. Oh, yep. I've never matter. heard a more true statement. Players don't matter? Yeah, but he can plug and play with safeties. Did we just drop the safety? I don't know. Are oh. drafted players good? I Stud. Who? Oh, I'm not sure if they drafted one or not. We did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lou will make him. Lou will get him right. Lou, yeah, of course. What did you you said Justin Jeffries early? Yeah, Je- yeah. That's the first time I've heard. Have you said that before? Justin the boys Jefferson. just had, you said again. You said did I do it again? I didn't. Yeah, well, it was one. No, other he time. said that. I, there was one other time, and you you actually brought it up to me later. Like, hey, why didn't you correct me when I said Justin Jeffries? That's awesome. Oh, some yeah, of these names. Are, <laughs> yeah. Hey, some of these names are impossible. Back. Oh yeah. Like there's sometimes I'll be talking about something, and I'd seen the tweet. You don't from, forget too many names. From the or, person of the name, mm-hmm. and I have to take the tractor another round yeah. because I'm still trying to find mm-hmm. what the name was in that tweet. So I'm selling this person a whole nother, <laughs> at least 10 to 15 words to try to figure out what the name is. It is a tough thing, though, because I feel like if you get somebody's name right, they appreciate it. Yeah. If you get some, if you get somebody's name wrong, though, they, they're like, this They'll person. remember. Yeah, yeah this person yeah, doesn't even, have you know what I mean? But not a lot of people are good at names, though. No, like, so it's, bad. It's, it's it's not an easy thing at all. So when you said Justin Jeffries, I'm like, fuck, I have no idea who that is. I have no idea what D tackle that potentially <laughs> yeah, where, is. Is he Tennessee? I, I don't know who I'm Jeffrey supposed Simmons. to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who is it? Jeffrey Simmons? He's a dog. Yeah, dog. Not a bad show these past couple of days. No. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loaded with guests. We did new logo drop yesterday. Yeah, yeah. that was sweet. Did you enjoy that, AJ? I did. I mean, I was completely surprised, for real. I guess Cleveland Browns uh, are fans of the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Some people, not all people. Sure. Some people in their building, big fan. We appreciate them. Yeah. Thank you for letting us do that. That was sweet. They were cool people. Now, obviously, Brownie is an elf. Uh, they don't speak our language, so right. didn't get to meet anybody else. But everybody else that was there from the Browns, we kind of got a chance to chat with and learn about. They're cool people, man. I- I'm excited to see what they end up doing. This is their brand-new dog Absolutely logo. nothing. What are you talking about? They ain't going to do nothing. They got a new dog logo. Yeah, and they have cool things in the logo, like top left ear. That's the shape of I'm Ohio. more worried about them than the Ravens. Oh, is that really? Yeah, it is. There's a couple little uh, Easter eggs, I guess, in this thing that was what else? generated by a fan. Mm-hmm. The brown stripe in the middle. Dirty, what else was in there, Dirty? Didn't they tell you a bunch of the... Yeah, that mouth is supposed to be that bridge that the uh, the Guardian oh. stands oh, on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then okay. on this collar, that white part is the... Uh, cool. Yeah, there it goes. The east end zone, which is where the dog pound's at. Oh, oh guitar yeah. pick. Yeah. Uh, rock cool. and roll hall thing. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Who cares? Cincinnati is <laughs> Well said, Pac. Well said. Oh. It was cool. Congrats to them. That's a very good logo. Yeah. There's yeah. A, there's some of those um there's some of those internet people that make it in my timeline. They like redo people's logos. Yeah, yeah some of those yeah. are awesome. And then yeah. they're like retweet this to get to the team. And I'm like, some of these teams are gonna be very pissed that they see this. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like that's definitely nicer than ours. But we've signed trademarks on this logo for the next 45 fucking years. Right. But our fans are like, hey, this is much cooler. Yeah. And it's like, it Not certainly easy, is. Yeah. The Lions it certainly is, but that ain't, that ain't how this goes. Have I'm you seen the Lions one? Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. yeah that it's girl like, that makes those is so talented. Yeah. I want the Lions one. That logo is a thousand times Sweet. Better. Yeah. You, the Lions kind of get put in a spot there because mm-hmm. it's like yeah. so uh-huh. good. And the Lions like, what do you want? We really yeah, just right. resign the, <laughs> yeah. the fuck. Every jersey, every jersey. Our whole stadium on fucking field. You know how much money that costs? We are so sorry. They could though, just like buy those logos and make a bunch of T-shirts and not have secondary to logos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They do that, right? Yeah, yeah. This is secondary. Yeah, logo. this one is. It's good looking. Dog. You gonna buy that for the state of Ohio tribute? You know, guitar pick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll be between team. that and some uh, V Friends cards that I could open up. Maybe buy twenty to forty. Oh, go, yeah. Go with the cards. What do you mean? Choosing what to spend my money on. Choosing what to spend my money on. Are you talking about the Gary Vmon? The Pokemon? Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. The yeah, Gary whatever he's been opening up. He's been mm-hmm. very excited online. A lot of some, One of his buddies opened up a really rare one. No. 
No, he did. He he unpacked a precocious porcupine and Ooh. came in his pants pretty much. Went absolutely. No, the whole room. Sheesh. What's the whole funny? Room busted everywhere when his buddy. Yeah. What's so funny? With autograph on it. Just one of one, Pat. Yeah, Z. Yeah, make Pat. a joke in your ear. What is Pat doing? Is he crying? I think he saw a photo of himself with the shin pads on. The shin guards, yeah. Fashion, bro. Yeah. <sighs> a nice bat. Man, why? Uh, why did you say that the way you said that? <laughs> what, what do you mean when I say? People are enjoying this thing. The way you said it was just, hey, everybody's real excited. <laughs> What's your problem, bro? I'm but trying I'm to figure it out. I feel, like, I feel like the old guy. I'm like, just let me, let me in on the fun. Let me understand the excitement. I think it's Gary Vmon. And if I, if I, I never did the Pokemon thing. I've actually told the story. I have respect for everybody. It's fucking an incredible business. Mm -hmm. They've done incredible things. I didn't even play video games growing up or watch TV. I mean, there was, I didn't do anything. I didn't have yeah, time, yeah. let alone cards and flipping everything. What makes one more valuable than the other, though, in the whole Vmon? So I think the Pokemon. I don't know. I know they have points. I believe there's a Zito just sold Z? Charizard. Yeah, Z's Z's in it for like a shit ton of money. Just a week, about a yeah. week ago. A week oh ago. yeah, about a week ago. He he literally sold something for a bunch of money. So I I understand the whole give and take. And then you sit and you play. Right? It's like you're playing nah, war. No one, no one ever played. You just collect cards. What about the Gary Vmon though? Are they playing? That's different because that's high stakes. Mm -hmm. That's you know, hey, my Gary Vmon are gonna fucking wipe the floor with your Gary. So do they play against each other? Is that what I, I don't know, AJ? That's a good question. Yeah, the points. You see, the I think the nine and a half is 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 that how many attack what points? What makes it them has? worth anything? What gives them value? Because Gary says so. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Okay. Oh. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Right. I assume. Supply and demand on Gary's chart. Okay. People are having fun. I did see that video you were talking about. Those people are fucking jacked up. I need something, okay? Because you guys are all so fucking cynical. What do you mean? Yeah, so, so effusive. How? I need something in my life that happens around us that gets you guys as jacked as those guys were. I don't know if I've experienced that in some time. That's Evil. not true. That's not true. When we all went to Top Gun. We were all that. Yeah, you're right. Oh my God. You're yeah. Right. You're right. We were. Yeah, yeah we were juiced. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. And right. we got another opportunity here in about a month when fucking Mission Impossible comes out. Boom. Okay, all right. So that's what our. TC. Yeah, TC. Bro, think about that moment. They were so happy in that video, AJ. So happy. Was that was it real? Like that was the first time they inched that card away and saw it was the autograph. Yeah. Yes. And went fucking ballistic. Gary V needs ease right now. <laughs> From AJ. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm not. I am only giving him great pub because I'm trying to get in on it. Think about that. That's how good these are. Wow. Not only are they fashionable <laughs> and make you look cool. Yeah. You know, they're incredibly convenient yeah. if you're ever getting attacked. Well, never, yeah. <laughs> never bang your knee on a yeah, little table always, again. Never, dude. Just fucking walking around. Bang. What's nope, up? I'm no good. Deal. No I'm problems. Good. <laughs> Ooh, I got a surgery on that knee a couple of times. Couldn't tell. You know why? Why? Clods are on. Boom. That's my kneecap. I just hit my patella. You know that? Watch out for that. Uh, what was the old little part that you messed up? Plotius. Thank you. There it is. That was the back. Yeah. That I mean, was a real problem there. That is uncovered. <laughs> my Plotius is back. Yeah. But you might have to tape the other one on, uh, on one leg. Back. Yeah. Right. That's good fashion. You know? Put two on one leg. Yeah. Yeah. So put, put that one on the back of the other leg. Calf one is at max stretch. I'm going to be honest. You have any shoulder pads in there you can put on? No, dude, that's not fashion. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need a t-shirt for those anyways. Oh, this True. is so cool. Yeah, here we go. This is... <laughs> here this, we go. You want to talk about fucking fashion, dude. Here we go. Yeah, dude, I'm completely fucking fashion. I'm penetrating right now. 
Ah, pain. Look at this. They think I'm walking away. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it all the way. I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. This show sucks. <laughs> this show well, sucks. Safe Poplidius is though. This is literally the only thing we know though. You're right. And calf at this point. Boom. I mean, good for the goose, good for the gander there. Yeah. The only thing we know is this is potentially the only communication we've had publicly from Stefan Diggs. That's right. Yeah. It involved a shin guard on one leg, mm-hmm. not on the other. Yeah. What does it mean? And he looks bummed Was this out. for like GQ or what was this for? It was him articulating his feelings. Yeah, with a balloon. Red balloon. We haven't talked about red, what does the red balloon mean? Red balloon. What oh, is- it's in the caption. Oh. Usually, usually it means it. No, he's decline. up. And away. Just floating. Yep. Yeah. That's what I think. Just floating, yeah. Levitating. Okay. He's above himself right now. That's right. He's, you know, in movies, they have your soul kind of. Yeah. And it looks down on you. Mm -hmm. Is that a butterfly? Where? Where at? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Belly button. Nah, that's a Bentley logo, isn't it? (laughs) It does look like a Bentley. Kind of looks like a moth. Might be a moth. Got some sweet tattoos, this guy, huh? Come on. All right, what? AJ? Look at the smiley face. Why are we zooming in on Duke's belly button? (laughs) We're trying to articulate. Belly buttons are weird, man. You know that. (laughs) They are weird. What? Watching my whole daughter go through the whole belly button thing (laughs) was weird as well. That was a butterfly, though, dude. We think. He's got got a smiley face, though, next to his watch, so maybe he's smiling on the inside. Yeah. Oh, there is a smiley face there. Yeah. Next to the <laughs> smile time. Next to the white face there, you got the smiley face. Good watch, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Patches on his jacket. Maybe he's healed all his scars. All right, let's go back to the shin pad now. The paper airplane. Let's go into the background of the shin pad here. See if we can catch anything. Did he bring it, or do you think they? They're like, hey, here you go. Strap this thing on. He's like, yep. Right. Well, that's his closet. He actually rolled it yeah, to the chute right. there in the back. Oh, okay. Sit in there, Pack, How much of that cool. shit do you have? All of it, right? Didn't you wear that last week? That thing, two in from the right. What is this? What is it? What is this for? Good question. Is this just to articulate his feelings? Because then we got to start taking it all in, like the empty thing over there to the left. Yeah. And what, mm. what was that rolling in? What was that Ooh. rolling in? Was that the Beals Mafia rolling into the in there and then rolling out empty on the backside, yeah. sitting on a wooden box? What's that all about? Doesn't like tables, you know? Yeah. Bills Mafia. Uh-oh. Right. What What is going on here? This is bad. It's not good. He peed down that box. Uh, yeah. Is that mustard or? Mm. Bunch of piss. I think it's a bunch of piss. That's the next fashion trend. Is that just piss yourself and Big take pictures? Yellow dong. I think it's already been a trend. You know, I think <laughs> people were doing that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Not on like the cover of GQ. Maybe you don't know, bro. You're right. How cool is that fucking look right there? Look at that, that jacket. Could you imagine? <laughs> I love the shin guard. Could you imagine walking around like that? <laughs> No. That'd be so cool. Imagine just lumbering in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wear that. Yeah. I'm out of here. Oh. Turn that right foot. Turn that right foot so we think. I don't know if I can. I hope you try to get that around. <laughs> People are going to think I'm looking at <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Like crisscross. Turn your jeans backwards. I'm going to try, dude. Yeah, people won't even yeah. notice. It just looks like I'm looking to my side. Yeah, yeah basically. Oh. You know what I mean, AJ? <laughs> <laughs> just looking at my side, dude. Don't worry about Unbelievable. It. Thank you. This is uh, this is not a magic trick. This is a <laughs> show. Let's this get the fuck not. out of here, dude. <laughs>
Stephon Diggs is he gonna be a bill or not? He has yeah, to be. I guess. He is. He, like he's it. gonna be a bill. And it's not. It sounds like it's personal. He said, yeah. "I fucking love him." Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what Josh Allen said. Mm-hmm. Small problem. Just wants him to know it. Maybe he's back in the building tomorrow. Maybe they're making things better. Hopefully, his Papadius is okay. And hopefully, tomorrow we have a good program. Hell yeah. We've been batting zero since we started this whole thing on good shows. We think tomorrow is going to be the day. They say when you're cold, you're due. And that means tomorrow's show is about to be better than we've ever had, AJ. Right. Ain't that right, AJ Hawk? We are due. Absolutely. Hell I can't yeah, wait. Yeah. Tomorrow, we could be talking about a brand new. Lord of Stanley Cup champion. Smell me. Fucking goal, boys. The Vegas Golden Knights could win their first ever Stanley Cup just one night removed from the Denver Nuggets winning their first ever NBA Finals Championship tie. Your prediction on the score this evening as your Vegas Golden Knights since day one mm-hmm. go to accomplish something they've never been able to do. Fucking Golden Knights wrap this puppy up four to two. Stoner, two two goals, maybe an apple. Whoa. I like uh, Marcheseau to maybe have a goal, and I expect uh, either Jackie Aces or Jonathan Marcheseau to be awarded the Conn Smythe as well. Pac-Man, wow. you agree with that take there? 4-2 sounds good to you? Totally agree. Hold on, hold on. We have some breaking news here. We have video now of Josh Allen speaking oh. what he we read he speaks on Twitter now. We aren't body language experts. Okay, although they do say 80% of communication is nonverbal communication. Right. So our entire lives we are kind of trying to practice being body language experts yes. naturally through our communication communicating process as humans here's josh allen answering the questions about stefan diggs after practice remember this comes after stefan diggs had been in the building met with the head coach and the gm then he left the building missed practice head coach then says he's very concerned about the situation mm-hmm. here's josh allen talking about his number one wide receiver and fellow captain of the buffalo Bills, stefan diggs oh i know internally we're we're working on some things um not football related um but you know, Steph, he's my guy. I, I excuse me, I fucking love him. He's, he's yes. a brother of mine. Hell yeah. Um, you know, this does not work, what we're doing here, without him. Um, you know, we, we, we wish he was in here today and um, was out there on the field with us, and that's, that's not the case, but I've got his back no matter what. Um, and, again, I, I, I've got no doubts that, that we will figure out what's going on. And um, freaking love him. I, I can't stress that enough. You know, there's uh, things that I, I could I could do better, and um, you know, to help out with this process and uh, try to get him back here and, and you know, be the Buffalo abilities that he's meant to be. Interesting mm-hmm. things that I can do better. Oh. Was that AJ? More texting, more talking, more throwing. Well, or just a guy that knows he's the leader of the squad. He's taking some ownership of the situation, Ooh. whether he believes that or not. Oh, and he's letting him know, hey, I fucking love you, pal, publicly. Want everybody to know, no matter what you're hearing or thinking, you need to know that Josh Allen loves this guy. A big time. And he said, I got his back no matter what, Pac. That's a big yeah. deal. I wonder, I'm, I'm thinking they haven't talked since last year. Wow. Um, that's what I'm getting out of the conversation. Like, hey, I could have done better or – it's things that I can do better. Maybe I didn't reach out. He'd wow. been gone the whole offseason. You know, these wide receivers are are very touchy when it comes to feelings. Okay. That's coming from 14-year NFL corner. Yep. Mm-hmm. Adam Pacman Jones, but a lot of stories have come out from wide receiver rooms in the history of the NFL about potentially not feeling respected or yeah. not being appreciated or thinking that things aren't going in the right direction. They are a position that is, you know, very important to the success of your team and also very reliant upon somebody else for their success. It's yep. an interesting dilemma, the mindset that you have to have to be a great wide receiver. You have to be needy. 
You have to. Mm -hmm. I want the ball all the time because if you're not that guy, you're going to get beat out by the guy that wants the ball all the time because that leads to how hard you work. That leads to everything else you do for the team. And if you're not getting paid off for all the running you're doing and everything like that, that position does have a history of saying, fuck this. Mm -hmm. We ain't doing it. See ya. Now, we don't know what it is. We heard it's not football-related, so obviously it's not the amount of balls. Mm. It's something off the field that Josh Allen said he could do better. The organization seemingly has said that they could do better. What is it? We assume they'll get it figured out. Tomorrow we'll have more updates. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Let's get to a break for about 20 hours or so. Okay? Okay. Yep. AJ, what are you going to do for the next 20 hours? Are you going to get better today? Oh, yeah. I'm going to get better. Always getting better. What are you gonna do? You know, wear two shin guards and always be. Prepared? No, I'm gonna. I I was just. Uh, I'm gonna go to play it against sports and probably dri- buy one yes. shin guard there. They're gonna say, "Hey, you need the pair." No, absolutely not. You need you four. Stephon Diggs. You I need sell, one. You can sell me one for the price of two because of how fashionable they are now. Bingo. Yeah. Yep. Bingo. Think I'm gonna go. You sell ten. The arm one. You know the arm plate. Yeah. Think I'll do it. I'm gonna rock that one. The arm plate. Could you imagine? Like a cross pad. Get the big lacrosse pad mm-hmm. on your arm. Imagine you got that thing like iced out too. Ooh. That'd be sweet. Like in the little crevices. Yeah, mm-hmm. set the trend. Maybe wear, a, wear like a, uh, we should start wearing like a cowboy collar or a neck roll with our street clothes. Yes. Oh my God. That would How be sweet sick. Would that be? I, some people say they think you do that already. Yep. Because the way your fucking neck looks. Yep. I wish. Okay. That'd be nice. That would be cool if you did that. Why don't we start wearing cowboy? Something That'd be right. sweet. Something to rest your head on, too? Just straight yeah. up. Oh. Square one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cox one. I could, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Brian Cox. The, the old, yeah. No, Nick. You could just lean back and fall asleep at any moment. Why don't we just wear football pads? All don't worry. Time? We will soon enough when AI takes over and destroys the world. And we live in a apocalyptic landscape. We'll be dressed oh. like Mad Max. We'll be wearing football pads. It'll be great. Okay. Let's get to a break, I guess. Jeez. Whoa. All right, Nick. Don't worry. Thanks, pal. Great work, boys. <laughs> Okay, big thanks Real to doubter. Richard Jefferson, Ian Rapport, Stephen A. Smith, obviously, Pac-Man, AJ, everything. Thanks for that, Nick. No. Really, Thank you, Nick. It wouldn't be like that, okay? If AI wins, it'll be a nuclear winner, and we'll all die slowly. Oh, In football, Oh, nice. Cool. It'd be much different than Mad Max. All right. Everybody have a great day. Let's not think about that. Yeah. Let's think yeah. about that not happening. Not having no. nuclear sex with an AI. Let's think about the only bad thing that could happen is not that. It is potentially that your wide receiver is a little bit upset about some things. Sure. Yeah. And the reason why that being the worst thing that could happen being a good thing is because that's going to get settled. Yeah. Yes. Humans will get things figured out. Yeah. There's never a communication issue whenever somebody's getting paid $24 million and there isn't a money thing on a problem. No. Mm-mm. It's just a human thing. Yeah. And maybe it was like thinking, oh, they're looking for another number one wide receiver. Am I not enough? Maybe it is like, oh, you should have been more communicative with me this offseason. Maybe it's something we haven't thought of at all that has made Stephon Diggs think to himself, I don't like what's going on here. What the hell? It is not good, though. No. That he met with the coach, met with the GM. No. We still don't know if that was one meeting or two. Two meetings, worse than one. One meeting, and they met with both at the same time, walked out of not happy. Then Sean McDermott said, I'm very concerned about it. That is certainly something that I can't wait to hear about what they talked about, Mm -hmm. which the world awaits. That's right. Richard Jefferson's currently on NBA Live today. Nice. He's wearing a sport coat over the hoodie. Okay. He looks super Whitworth and cool. Yeah, it's a good look. Whitworth needs to be the one that puts the cowboy collar yeah. on the sport. <laughs> Bingo. Please. Because he already has that Big hoodie word. there, so the hoodie kind of covers it up. Yes. Yeah. It'll just kind of sit That'd there cool. over the hoodie mm-hmm. or under the hoodie. Something to think about. Looks so cool. Thursday night. Something to think cool. about. That's right. Let's get to a break. 20 hours and 33 minutes. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. 
Today's a great day because we're alive. Yes. We don't need to be thinking yep. about this artificial intelligence yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. So next time you guys have a thought like that about us all dying in a terrible fashion, hold it in. Sure. Compress it down. Mm -hmm. Sit on it until you're not around me. <laughs> okay. Then let it out. Mm -hmm. I'll write it down. Don't, don't keep it inside, though. No. You need to let it out. Yep. I just would like to choose ignorance as bliss. Sure. So I'd like to think that it's not going to happen. And the smart people will take care of that can't be what I look like. Okay. Well, I sick. don't need to hear that that's going to be what I look like. Who's this guy? You already got the shin pads. That'd yeah, be awesome. I look cool. Me and Stefan Diggs do this yeah, all cup. the time. Yeah, he's got a bedazzled cup. That'd be he's sick. A cup with this guy looks like the fucking dodgeball team that they got. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, that's not protecting him at all. What is this? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Dude, I mean, if anything comes at his dong in those exact spots, <laughs> his dick is safe. Yep. Shoulder pads, you don't want to meet that man in the hole. No. Are you kidding no. me? No. <laughs> Bullet can't get through that. Flavor saver because he doesn't know when his next meal is coming. Yep. Exactly. Yep. What is this thing? It's post apocalyptic. Oh, yeah, post apocalyptic from Mad Max. This is this is the movie you're referring to. This is to? real from that This movie? is what you wanted me to look like, Nick? What are you, what are you this is what we're all going to look like. This the I'm not going to look no, like that. That's just how you survive. The water runs out. AJ, this is what you're going to look like, Nick said. I've never seen this, but I do not plan on dressing like this. What if it's well, only a means yeah. of survival? Yeah. There's no chance that that's the only means. There's always another way. No, that's no, the not, way right there. Yeah, not right. in this world. You're looking at it. Bro, look at the little Wait. mini crossbow on the right hand. Oh, my God. Imagine coming in just going ping, ping with, yeah. a, with a, bow and, a mini bow and arrow. Dead. You may actually start this revolution. That's an Ohio, that's an Ohio fuck if I ever seen one. See, I'm sure that movie's on the top place. of this thing. Yeah. His yeah. Shoulder pad. That's where the wind's blowing. Yeah. That's based that's off John you, AJ. That guy's character is AJ Hawk. Yeah, he actually flies a little bit. <laughs> that is a hawk, isn't it? Same haircut. I better start bedazzling my cup. Mm -hmm. And your torso. Yep. Yours. Yeah. And it's get a crossbow for your wrist. How about him trying to say that he doesn't already bedazzle his cup? Yeah, we know. Lights, camera, action, pal. The um, the arm pads there, professional wrestler ones. Yep. yep. That's like what Kanye's wearing out in the back yes, right exactly. now. Mm -hmm. Kanye watched Mad Max for the first time. Is that what he we're might have? Might have. Might have. Yeah. Wow. He, he just did the whole naked sushi thing. And I think Kanye is a big uh, Mel Gibson fan. Is he? So, uh, that would make well, sense. Well, based on what Kanye <laughs> said, know. what Mel Gibson said, <laughs> oh, I think God. you can connect the two. Mm -hmm. Let's get to a break. Although that is what. Let's yeah. get out of here. What he's wearing. What did Mel say? Well, okay, we are not covering that. Mel said some things about some people. He's he not yeah. the biggest fan. There was a movie. We don't like a lot of that negativity, which once again leads us to let's worry about fashion. Okay, yeah. let's worry about football. Let's worry about the future being bright. And not the one that you guys are describing. Oh, Let's future. talk about wearing shin guards just because we want to. Because yeah. it looks cool. Yeah. Not because we have to. Because people have little crossbows on their right arm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about life being great. Because we are just 86 days away yeah. from NFL football. Oh, we'll be back tomorrow. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. Goodbye.